it's weird that you go through pipes that shit goes through to travel Ra- places. Ra- wrapping paper Mario. But what's that wrapping? It's a copy of Paper Mario. What's inside is wrapping paper. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> what I do know is that uh, this half-hearted collection of also-rans and ideas that we didn't use for sketches uh, is is being supplanted by the fact that we are coming to two towns. <laughs> we are coming to your town. You know, a couple thousand people. Yep. Um, this fall. And we wanted to make a quick note of it because uh, it, we're looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. And it will be fun to meet you guys. Cool. Yep. Where are we going first? Gary, first we are going to the Portland Retro Games Expo. And we're going to be uh, there doing a live show and also post it up at a booth so you can come and hang out with us. Yeah, and we'll be doing like a meetup and a party and all those things. Um, we'd really love to meet you. If you can make it, I understand uh, travel is a privilege, but uh, if you're able to make it out, we would love to, to say hi. Mm-hmm. And also the Portland Retro Gaming Expo was a very fun time, yeah. even if we weren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, such a real good thing. After that, in November, um, we have been invited by the Ohio Game Developers uh, Expo to uh, do a panel on Dark Souls, game design and Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is going to be, again, that's going to be a really fun time. I've looked a little bit at their lineup. They're going to have game developers and stuff showing off small games and, and several different panels. Yeah. Uh, but most of interest to us because we have to, uh, put on clothes for it and, <laughs> and buy plane tickets and, and like for it is, uh, our panel we're doing on Dark Souls game design. I know this is watch out for fireballs. It's not a bonfire side chat, but, um, you know, you guys are interested in what mm-hmm. Cole and I have to say about game design. Yeah. And again, if you're in the Midwest, you can come out and, uh, and say hi. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to be doing uh, some stuff up in Columbus and then also in Cincinnati, because that's where I live. Keep an eye on social media for specifics about both of these. But that show is from November 6th through the 8th. And we're going to be, I believe, performing on the 7th at 2 p.m. Yeah, let's get uh, let's get together and get kind of drunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so that, that's uh, that's what that's what we'd like to do. Yeah, so uh, stay tuned and listen to the second half of this uh, episode about uh, Paper Mario, and uh, listen to us talk about two really bad chapters in this game and a couple of delightful ones. Mm-hmm. My name is Cole Ross. You're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro gaming podcast. Yes, and this week we are continuing our discussion of Paper Mario, which is a JRPG developed by Intelligent Systems and published by Nintendo for the N64 in 2001. Yeah, it continues the long uh, line tradition of like wood contra and <laughs> and metal bubble bubble bobble. Yes. <laughs> and metal bubble bobble solid. Um, <laughs> like all the different elements of Nintendo games. Yeah, I was I was thinking today like just about sketch ideas uh, racking my brain and what came to mind was toilet paper Mario, but that's <laughs> that's terrible. I don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's some like jerky boys level shit. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, don't be a sizzle chesticle. <laughs> sizzle chest? <laughs> yeah, that's what the jerky boys called people. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have no it, idea. Yeah, it, it's really weird though. Like I like they used to just call people sizzle chest. 
and I don't know what what that means. Huh. But yeah. Hmm. So so all you listening out there, <laughs> watch out for sizzle chests. <laughs> get, um, <getcha>. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this too. I was editing uh, the, the the first part of the episode, which covered chapters uh, one through three. That was episode one hundred eight, and we should have done Paper Mario last year and Suikoden in this year. So oh. episode one hundred eight could have been Suikoden in too. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, neither did I. Think I. That, yeah, Paper Mario was a little too fresh off the heels of like losing the the poll, though. Yeah. At that point, like the now it feels like enough time has passed for us just to be like, well, you guys didn't vote for this, but we want to do it. <laughs> yeah. And just and just do it. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah. So yeah, last episode, you know, mandatory listening for this one, standard two parter, uh, kind of uh, uh, procedure mm-hmm. going on here. So um, we covered up through chapter three, yep. and uh, we just finished chapter three with the. Uh, you know, the ghost chapter. Yep. The yeah, invincible the tubba blubba. Yep. With a uh, bootler and bow. <laughs> and uh, now we are on our way back and we have another little boss fight with junior Troopa. Yeah. Uh, at this point. And this is, he, he grows wings. Like he, he's starting to like megamorph. He's one wing <laughs> angel. This shit. Um, but yep. yeah, now he's flying. So you can't hammer him. Yep. So you have to, uh, you just have to adapt. And I, I started off being annoyed by him cause he's kind of like scrappy or the chicken hawk from, uh, from the, uh, from the Looney Tunes, you know, but, yeah. uh, the, like the way that he adapts and continues, uh, just kind of coming at you, uh, is actually satisfying. And it's also really hard to be mad at him. Like he does something in, in a chapter, <laughs> the next chapter or something like that I think is very fun. Yeah. Um, that, that kind of plays with it. So it, it is hard to stay mad at this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he also shows up in a big, bad way in the last chapter in a fun way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but that's, that's all good things that are ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Let's, um, let's take a big bite out of the shit sandwich that is chapter four. Yeah, so this is this is a bummer. We left the last episode just with a real high mark, like probably for the game with yeah. uh, with 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 the, with the booze, and so now we're getting into chapter four, which is trials in the toy box, and there are a couple of things working against this area. Um, I think that. Uh, chief of which is the fetch questy nature of it and the back and forth and backtracking. Uh, but that's, also that's the biggest problem. That's me, the biggest yeah. problem. This, the, like, the other big problem for this is the lack of variety in the environment. This actually breaks up kind of the nice rhythm that we had of here's a town, look at the society and then go into the deep dark dungeon that lies beyond it. That's causing all the problems. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, for being shrunk down and being in a giant toy box, mm-hmm. like it's surprisingly boring. You know, like that was the one spot of of imagination in Soul Blazer. Mm-hmm. You know, like not one spot, but like that was that was the coolest part of Soul Blazer. And in general, like I am down to get shrunk. Like that <laughs> that sounds that sounds fun to me. I want to explore the microverse. You have Rick Moranis on speed dial. Yeah, just like honey, shrink Gary. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's that's what I say to him all the time. Um, but the. Uh, for being shrunk down to a giant toy box full of shy guys, this level is really boring. Yeah. You'd and never so, think that. I never thought I would say that sentence, but here we are. Uh, so I think that it it just looks like a big pastel area. It doesn't feel like a toy box. And I love me some shy guys. I think they're yeah. adorable. And they're more like the penguins from, um, <laughs> from, from Adventure Time than the penguins you find later in the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even though the penguins you find later in the game are also. Oh, yes. Pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, they're they're like the penguins from Adventure Time. They're just you know again mischievous 
nincompoops. <laughs> and it is, there is a brief moment of like real fun when you get back to town and they're fucking everything up. <laughs> like it's kind of fun that they're invade. Like I guess the town that you're supposed to be in the town part of this is your own town. I suppose. Uh, which yeah. is kind of a neat subversion. But essentially like what they're doing is uh, stealing shit. Yeah. Um, so they're just like, they're stealing things. They're, st- they're, and they're cutting off services too, which is like <laughs> kind of a pain in the dick. Um, so they, you know, they're stealing all these things. Uh, the, the key to the storeroom, um, at the, uh, uh, shop, they're stealing the, uh, the pan from tasty, mm-hmm. which is the crafting system in the game. We didn't really talk about it last time, but you can combine or not yet. You can't combine yet, but you can upgrade food items Yes, to, to get in, you more FP and HP. Yeah. Which, um, or less, or mm-hmm. just have different effects. Like it's kind of a, a trial and error thing. Um, I really wish this had a, had a faster interface. Yeah. Um, but it is uh, it is a neat idea, and I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's the kind of thing they could fix later. Um, but anyway, so they're they're, they're fucking up your services, mm-hmm. and uh, you have to go find them. You go into the abandoned house, and now that you can turn invisible, you can chill out invisible while a shy guy opens up the secret passage <laughs> with his little flipper arms. Yeah, yeah. Gary, cute works on me. Uh, no, I, I think they're really cute too. We we spent a lot of time last episode talking about how cute Bob that yeah. was, and like yeah. Like, I'm not against shy guys, dude. Like, I, <laughs> no. I, like I'm pro shy guy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not even lobbying for this. I'm just kind of like doing some introspection. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, because yeah, like, I guess all you have to do is make something cute and I will, I will just praise it effusively. Yeah, but, things are great. Yeah. But, uh, but you hop on a spring and you are shrunk down into this, uh, into this toy box, uh, which is kind of like this big rail depot a little bit um, where there are stops and there's blue station, red station, pink station, and green station. And all the stations just lead off into these little spokes that are like vaguely have a concept behind them sometimes, but are just little, you know, pastel dungeon mm-hmm. area. So you're right in the dungeon. And the way they kind of add length to this chapter is because at the end of each of these spokes, you get an item that will often open up the next spoke. But you have to go back to town to give it back to somebody or translate something or do something like that. Yeah. So the first one, like, you know, you're, you're down here and there's no there's no train on the rails. You have to get get a key from the end of one of the spokes and then go back. And that is the storeroom key. And you go back and you can claim all the items, um, in, including this, uh, the, 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 this toy train, which I love what they do with that, because you can't just take it into the into the box with you. You actually have to use the toy train on the box so that it will remain the right size. Yeah, if you which jump is in, weird. if you do it with you, it shrinks with you. You're like this is this toy train is useless. It's like the fly. Like, there are <laughs> there are very specific rules to this matter transporter. <laughs> like I'm half expecting to go down there and have like when I open up my chest, it's just Bombette's face <laughs> staring at me like Quato and, <laughs> and just kill me. <laughs> the, uh, so uh, so you you know you head back through, you get the train station, so you uh, train so you can go to the pink station down there where you run into Gourmet Guy, who is a big fat shy guy mm-hmm. um who shows up later and it's a little bit of like a lazy like he's fat and he likes food <laughs> lol. Kind of thing. yeah yeah um yeah but you have to uh, you have to feed him some cake uh, and then he yep. drops the he drops the cookbook yeah which allows which actually has some you know good functionality because it doesn't mm-hmm. just help you in this dungeon or doesn't help you in this dungeon it means that uh, tasty can now combine ingredients mm-hmm. which if you're min maxing this game which like spoiler you don't have to um, <laughs> the game's not that hard and i, I feel like i beat it at fairly uh under leveled mm-hmm. um but the uh if you're min maxing this is what you want to do is collect rare items and get really high powered food yeah through tasty mm-hmm. um on one of these spokes i believe it's one of the early ones there is a uh there, there's a black robed shy guy uh called anti-guy yeah 
Yeah. yeah Anti guy is a hidden boss. So similar to like a Final Fantasy game, like he's a weapon. <laughs> you know, he's he's the emerald weapon for this game. Yeah, and I fought him the first time, and he did twelve damage to me in one attack, and I restarted. <laughs> so it was like it, because you know there's a whole there's a whole bunch of dialogue there, like oh you don't need to fight me, I warn yeah. you. Yeah, like, you do really don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. You can get past him somehow later, and I don't know how. You have to um, make lemon candy. Oh, okay. Yeah. He likes lemon candy. Yes, but there's no recipe for lemon candy, so you just have to kind of intuit it. Like it's some real. Uh, it's some real Culex kind of stuff, actually. Yeah, <laughs> appropriately enough. You you can beat him, mm-hmm. and the reward for doing so is is really good. And the way that I beat him um, is just manipulating the item system in this game, which is like, if you have a lot of money hanging around, which I often did, because I mm-hmm. found a badge set pretty early on that worked for me, mm-hmm. um, there are a couple items that will make this work. Um, specifically, the stone cap, which uh, the, what that does is it makes Mario invincible, but your companion can still attack. Mm-hmm. And enemies typically won't attack your companion. So it essentially gives you three to five, I can't remember the number, three to five, like just free turns yeah. of companion attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just key, I just spam that. Yeah. And that's a way to kill him. And the reward you get is the, uh, the power plus badge, which is great, which yeah. just adds one power to all of your attacks. Um, and that's really significant. And it stacks with the one you can you know, trade star pieces for. Mm-hmm. So like, that's kind of the, you can do a lot of builds in this game. Um, and the kind of build I went for was just high, like kind of glass cannon, like <laughs> high damage. Um, but it's also via, if you don't want to do that, it isn't necessary. You can also do a lot of status effects and things like that too, to yeah. delay enemies or do high defense. You can just tank a lot of stuff and make the battle. And it's okay that the battles last a while. Yeah. Um, I use your strategy, uh, to get this. Like I went back a couple chapters later. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, that really worked out for me. So yeah, thank you for, yeah. for hipping me to that. No problem. I whenever I see if I see an optional boss that I think I can beat, I do it if I can. <laughs> like like it is it is just uh and usually items are the key. Like there's that um boy the the arena thing in Final Fantasy X. Mm, yeah. I, I remember getting like really far in that way earlier than I needed to just from mm-hmm. using those little one off, you know, this thing does demi. Mm-hmm. Why would I carry this stupid piece of equipment around? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, you do it for this. Like it's yeah. actually really cool for these little optional optional things yeah final fantasy 10 one of like a handful of games in that series where where status effects especially poison are useful yeah. like even main bosses in the in the in the story uh go down to poison really quickly it's weird yeah, I, I love i love uh you know useful status effects mm-hmm. in games like that just because otherwise what's the point like there's never <laughs> there's never any point to you know poisoning a regular enemy in any other you know any final fantasy prior to that mm-hmm. because you could just kill them right you know um and it just doesn't work on bosses so Anywho, uh, over at Green Station, there are some seemingly impassable fences uh, that you have to get through. And Lady Bo uh, is actually pretty useful. This was a good puzzle. Like it took me a second mm-hmm. to to consider that Bo wasn't just making me invisible, but actually immaterial. Yeah. Yeah. She makes you intangible. Yeah. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, reward on that side, you get uh, you, you get a mystery note and a dictionary, which uh uh, kind of translates into this uh, sequence that you have to hit these boxes in uh, in the station to kind of like lower the bridge to the next area. Yeah, yeah, and this kind of opens up the uh, uh, the final kind of bit of this mm-hmm. because a toad sees some shy guys running off with a star spirit. Um, you can actually go to the left first, mm-hmm. um, which you have to do, 
or you want yeah this is how you get watt and i think you have to do this yeah to continue um to fight a, a pretty significant mini boss <laughs> yeah uh so this is a, a spooky ghost who has some really menacing dialogue about how he loves the dark yeah and he's got this lantern and this is this is great like the he, way he that brought this brought a piece so deep to the toy box that it was like the dark. <laughs> it was it was as unto the dark. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's got this lantern, and uh, again, kind of with the Dark Soul stuff, you can't attack him or lock onto him if you can't see him. So you have to attack the lantern to kind of like agitate it and widen the uh, um, the the field of light, so you can get him, and he will kind of like discharge that into kind of like a light attack to hit you. So you have to kind of sink a couple of turns into into making him even even you know. <laughs> tangible i guess yeah and he he can douse the uh the flame as well mm -hmm. um without attacking you and it just becomes tricky like um each attack will light it a notch so you can use the slap attack from bow mm -hmm. to light it all the way um which will buy you a couple of turns but then he will do this this flame attack that actually hits your companion as well yeah um which is can be rough yeah. obviously mm -hmm. yeah so i noticed that like it was you're you're kind of playing chicken with it yeah and but the the nice thing is after you get it you get the little creature that lives inside his lamp, <laughs> which is Watt, um, yeah. who is a tiny little spark that has a light bulb in his mouth. I think <laughs> I thought, it, it looks like a pacifier. He, he yeah, like, he's he's a real baby cutie. Yeah, yeah, and like it goes back and forth between calling uh, calling Watt a he or a she. I noticed. Yeah, yeah. So. Watt, Watt is all gen. He's a pansexual spokes thing. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, but um, man, I wish I would have known to use Watt more earlier. Oh, Watt's great. Uh, yeah. Like, Watt, Watt, uh, cause Watt's whole thing is that like, even when he's ultra powered up later, mm -hmm. his damage for his regular attack, uh, maxes out at five, but it pierces all armor. Yeah. So that's really significant. And then the other thing is that, uh, he has a, like a really wide array of, uh, disabling moves mm -hmm. that, you know, hit with a really good, you know, kind of percentage chance. Yeah. So you can paralyze people for a really long time pretty easily. Yeah. Like Watt's really good, and he had one of the uh, one of the best buff buff abilities in the game. For oh me. yeah, yeah, like the the ability to to add one power to Mario, even on top of all this other power stacking kind of stuff, um, will, you know, proved to be invaluable, kind of in chapter eight, and uh, you know, it's it's kind of around chapter six and seven, really, where they start giving you those enemies that have the armor, and it was just incredibly frustrating to have my attacks just kind of dink off of them. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's where where Watt's time is to shine. Yeah, personality wise, he's not that exciting. Yeah, um, his his passive ability is good too, though, because it lights up dark areas. But to make that more than just a, a you know safety bit problem, um, it also makes invisible uh, question mark blocks appear, <laughs> and there are more of those than you think. Yes, like uh, anywhere that looks conspicuous, you can use this, and you'll usually find a question mark block. Mm -hmm. Which made me completely paranoid, actually, <laughs> and I started going back through old areas. <laughs> just looking I, because that like if they're going to hide good stuff that's how they're going to do it yeah did you find i didn't end up going doing any backtracking did you find good stuff mm, it was like it was items that were stronger than you would have expected from that area it was nothing yeah. that felt really necessary and you're never really at a lack for items anyway so yeah. you know it, it wasn't like i got like badges or, or anything from it that i that i remember just just consumables and yeah. consumables are, are transient Yep. And uh, Paper Mario. So after he joins you, um, you head over to the right to the, where this wall is, and uh, you actually start the uh, the series of boss fight encounters. <laughs> yeah. By, so you knock this wall down, and those shy guys running off screaming, I need to cut in that sound effect. Because <laughs> 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 
that's like the first time you hear any of them make a single noise aside from just like the of them they're, hitting something or picking it up. They're pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And then I also like how they're running to their boss who is general guy. <laughs> he's dressed like Gaddafi. Yeah. That, that's it's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. He's, he, he's, he's in dress whites with like epaulets. It's great. I like it. And you fight the shy squad. <laughs> which like all of the all of the this kind of branding. The shy branding is very funny to me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the shy squad is all one enemy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're kind of throwing different stuff at you. So you've got like uh, stilt guys, uh, the, the the shy stack, which is all yeah. standing on top of each other. It's and... like a Burger King or like a Wendy's <laughs> exclusive, like yeah. the uh, uh, shy stack. Yeah, <laughs> like they use they use squid ink to put a to put a shy guy face on the top of the bun. <laughs> they, they do those like they have that like that black burger. Yeah, in like, Japan. Yeah, which yeah. I, I don't know. Like it's hard for me to. Imagine that being appetizing. I think that we are evolutionarily disposed to not want to eat something that is completely black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also like ink doesn't sound like I've had. I've talked to people who've had like squid ink spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, Japan's weird. I no. just it is that is weird to me. It's just mm-hmm. like a food from another culture that seems odd. Yeah, I would maybe try it, but like the idea of an ink sauce is just you know I just think of ink that I could I see in everyday life that sounds yeah, disgusting. Like it, if I, anyone's listening to this and they've had that. Mm-hmm. Tell us what it tastes like. Please do. I imagine it's kind of salty. Um, that yeah. is my that is my guess. Tell me if I'm right. Because um, <laughs> it just comes out of a body, so of course it's salty. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be salty and umami. Yeah, yeah. no, I just I, I think about eating a squid ink and I think about sucking on the end of a G two, and it's like yeah, yeah. Mm. Also, like I'm you know if you're gonna be against eating like I'm not a vegetarian, but if you're gonna be against eating animals, octopi and squid. Mm-hmm. are good animals to be against eating because they're brilliant <laughs> you know like they're like not brilliant but i mean they're very smart animals yeah. like it is uh i didn't eat octopus before but like i went to an aquarium thing where they're mm-hmm. just like yeah he likes to play tricks on his trainer by stealing his uh his fish thing and then hiding it in different places he's never hit it in the same place twice and just, <laughs> what the fuck we eat this thing yeah like that's that's <laughs> that makes me feel bad at the yeah. uh at the at the newport aquarium here across the river the river the the, the octopi were getting out of the tanks and going into other tanks and eating them yeah. 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 Eating What's... the fish from out of there. Like, why are these fish disappearing? What is going on with these these geniuses? Like, yeah. you know, these criminal masterminds. <laughs> Gangster octopus. Yeah. The, uh, like I used to I it again, like I don't I don't want to judge anybody who wants to slurp down an octopus, mm-hmm. but like I'm sure that they I feel like they don't harvest the ink from a squid ethically. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean kind yeah. kindly. If 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 that's your get down, good on you. Yeah. 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 Drink up. <laughs> <laughs> drink up yeah <laughs> but um then you fight the tank itself and this is a real demonstration of how valuable watt will be because he or she it um uh is really the only uh companion that you have that's going to find any purchase against this well it's it's just got high defense so you can yes. do that d down uh d down mm-hmm. attacks and that will still also do damage but yeah. watt is your only companion that can do that stuff mm-hmm. um so well worth it um, afterwards, you rescue the next star, who is muscular, um, and gives you the chill-out power, which lowers the attack power of enemies. Um, this works on most bosses, in my experience, and is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't use all the star sprite powers, but this one is pretty useful. Yeah. I I, I was pretty paranoid about saving it for uh, for refresh and smooch. Yeah. Like, the, like the, those were too valuable to me. Because yeah. I, usually I, could, I could see that, for sure. Yeah. Um, and like maybe occasionally just because there are times where the game throws a bunch of enemies at you, uh, whichever one does like the massive damage to a whole field of enemies. Yeah. Star storm. That one's, that one's pretty good as well. But, uh, but yeah, 
I, I figured I had enough uh, enough buffing stuff on my part to offset that. For sure. And so now we're on to chapter five, which is hot, hot times on Lava Lava Island. Yeah. Yeah. Before, right before this, you do another peach interlude, oh. but it's, it's just about, you have to make a cake mm-hmm. and just follow the instructions. It's for gourmet guy. Like he's shown up here, mm-hmm. um, but he, he will tell you if you bake him a cake where the next <laughs> spirit is. So it's yep. not the best peach interlude, but it is yeah. at least novel. Yeah, the cool thing about uh, about uh, gourmet guy is when he uh, when he's really crazy about something, the uh, the the camera like zooms in on him, like oh my god. Yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he gets he gets pretty into it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, but chapter five, this is a little bit of a little bit of a uh, uh, they're pulling out of the nosedive uh, slightly with this. Yeah, this this is this is fine. Like uh, like this is this is decent mm-hmm. average chapter. Um, so you run back into Colorado, who we saw back on the Koopa Land. And he's the uh, the explorer, like the Livingston uh, kind of the guy. Um, is that what it is? Livingston, I presume. Doctor Livingston, is that what I'm thinking of? Uh, I think Colorado is a little bit of a. Uh, he's he, he is like a. We, we called him Indiana Jones slash Rudyard Kipling. Yeah, more yeah. Rudyard Kipling than Indiana Jones. Like he's very like pip pip boy adventure. Yeah, yeah. You know he's he's. Uh, he's also named after a state. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So it ends up he, he kind of works both ways. Mm-hmm. But he really wants to go to Lava Lava Land. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you go down to the beat or the dock. Um, which is here, and there's uh, a giant whale that uh, Colorado calls a tuna, and you have to fight this fuzzapee that's inside it, which causes <laughs> yeah. Colorado to call say, Mario, you old tuna tamer, which is dirty. <laughs> a little bit for a kid's <laughs> yeah. game. There's also, I mean, I, I was pointing out dialogue on, on Facebook, and I forgot to mention in the last episode, but there's also the part uh, in The Haunted Castle where you go to the shop and says, uh, Bao told me not to sell things to Mario. You are him. <laughs> which i think is very funny <laughs> you are him yeah <laughs> oh man yeah but yeah bow is great bow yeah. bow i always say bow yeah it's, it's bow because okay. it's what i meant yeah huh but yeah so you're uh you're, you're a tuna tamer which i think it was like the like the nickname of somebody in a national lampoons movie yeah. <laughs> and uh for for jonasing this uh this whale you are uh uh ferried over the sea to uh to this island which uh happens to be yoshi's island yeah yeah we're we're, we're hanging out with yoshis all the kids love them <laughs> um and you head into their village and it turns out all the kids are missing um i love fat chief yoshi yep <laughs> like ch- chubby chief yoshi is, is my favorite of these yoshis um there's also this weird council of crows in the in the top of a tree that i couldn't figure out what to do with them no i know what to do with the tro the crows that come later obviously mm-hmm. but I, I just like the idea because everybody in the village says oh they're up there and they're mysterious they speak their own language and like four of them just say call and the fifth one says yeah there's another group of us up in the jungle yeah. <laughs> this is very funny yeah um the uh, the kids don't go missing immediately though because like you know, you see like okay uh, we're, we're the we're the fearsome five and it's live at five when we when we arrive and uh colorado is just a shitty shitty explorer so you have to rescue him from some tribe guys um who yeah. are throwing some spears at you and when you come back that music is just atrocious when when all the yoshis are panicking yeah around yeah, you want to end this as soon as possible <laughs> yeah um, and- um. So you, so you do so by going out looking for them. And we know um, they had a babysitter who was a, a fish <laughs> named Sushi. 
Um, <laughs> the fish just, who was constantly dying throughout the series. Yeah, just, just uh, like slowly asphyxiating through the length of the game. <laughs> um, but she she wants you to go help them. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she says several, like, you know she's going to be your companion because she says several things like, if I didn't have to watch these kids. <laughs> uh, so she's such a weird character. Yeah, she's uh, she's not my favorite. Her her action commands are uh, are frustrating to me, actually. Yeah. Me too. And also her in-game thing are just safety bits. Yeah. Like it, there's no functionality other than just traversal mm-hmm. and getting through essentially what could be a locked door, but it's instead just a narrow body of water. Yeah. So the, the, the trick to the water jungle, this is a, this is a relatively maze like area, um, is that the path in and out of a level, um, is never, uh, isn't always quite apparent. You have to kind of inspect the, like the brush that acts as walls in order to, uh, kind of separate it. Yeah. Yeah. And essentially you're just, you're trying to find like all, like when you're trying to find these Yoshis, like they all have these different kind of concepts to them. So there's the brush. Um, and this is after you get a, get sushi out of the tree, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's some that are in the brush. There's some that are, uh, just being menaced. There's some that are just hidden mm-hmm. in bushes. Like the, if this area had like a dark souls S theme, it would just be like, be careful what you click on <laughs> because this is the area where you click on things and they attack you sometimes. Yeah. Um, cause plants in the jungle are evil. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just kind of keep, you find the Yoshis. It takes longer than we're giving it time for. Yeah. Um, I found this a little bit frustrating. There's lots of backtracking and, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it is. It is pretty frustrating. You do end up like kind of working into a large circle. This area um, kind of uh, has a problem that's going to pop up a lot um, over the rest of the game, which is enemies that summon other enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically yeah. with these jungle fuzzies, the uh, the 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 yellow ones, they uh, they will do a little dance and then just bring more in, which is a great way to get uh, star points, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just load up on them. Uh, however, this prolongs battles as they yeah. as they go along, and what you have to do is just kill all of them in one go with uh, with a crowd attack, as opposed to just letting any of them live. Yeah, you really want um, this kind of mid to late game. You really want to be relying on attacks that hit everyone, mm-hmm. um, and then eventually, once you do enough damage with with enough of those badges, you can start just whittling people down mm-hmm. and doing kind of a high damage one target things. But at least initially, you know, I it, what's frustrating is I didn't like Sushi very much, so I had to I kept switching between her and Colorado, mm-hmm. or not Colorado, uh, Cooper, uh, Cooper, so I could hit everybody between yeah. the Quake and the and Cooper's ability, mm-hmm. um, just to get make these end at a reasonable time. Yeah, um, kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but luckily, um, you rescue them afterwards and, uh, the, the gigantic, uh, like the fat Yoshi gives you a Jade Raven, um, <laughs> uh, which you noticed, um, when you were exploring the dungeon or the, the jungle that there was a place to put this, yeah. um, you do that and it opens the way to the mountain, which is where Colorado wants to get. Yep. Uh, yeah. So you put that in there and it gets you up to where our old friend Raphael, the Raven is at, which if, yeah. if anybody told you that that was a Raven, would you believe them? Um, or if, if they didn't tell you it was a Raven, would you guess it was a Raven? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. I would say, I mean, it's a bird. I love clearly. the design. <laughs> yeah, I like this guy. And he's, he, it's a little, little known and little loved like Mario mm-hmm. side character. You know, I like these guys. Yeah. Um, they're from Yoshi's Island, appropriately enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he is the one who's going to get you into Mount Lava Lava, essentially by like just getting his friends to build you an elevator there. <laughs> yeah. Like which I was not expecting. Like <laughs> They're Swiss family Robinsoning it. Yeah. <laughs> Working elevator. Okay. <laughs> cool. With uh, with 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 coconuts and everything, and so you just like kind of it's like an elevator zip line that takes you across. And of course, Colorado, the piece of shit that he is, claims credit <laughs> for it. Like, bravo! Thank you for helping me. He's the Jack Kelso of this game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. you. Yeah, fuck mm. you, Kelso. Yeah, um, <laughs> but this gets you in. And this is tough. 
like these piranha these piranha fights are hard there's one in particular that was like uh, it, it i don't think that it's a I don't think it's a boss fight or a mini boss, but there's three putrid piranhas and a white magic koopa. Yeah, and, and the white, fa- white magic koopas will heal. Yes, um, and uh, the white magic koopa is also at the back of the rank, so there are only uh, there are only so many the uh, uh, you know attacks that can get at them. Yeah, which include to be fair, like include sushis, mm-hmm. which they want you to use sushi. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> there there really isn't an awful lot to this area that i can think of the mountain lava lava itself it's a little bit if like structurally it feels like a reprise of um of the uh, uh, king tutan koopa mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a dungeon in which you have to do some some kind of backtracking and stuff yeah um to get there's some some interest at the end but it is just a, a paper mario dungeon mm-hmm. that's not to say it's bad or anything yeah. like it's it's fine um but it is uh it's just a dungeon yeah so it's it's more interesting than the toy box for sure i think um, and you also get the, um, I think you get the, the final hammer, you get the ultra hammer mm-hmm. here, which is, which is huge. Yeah. Like that opens up the, the, the final sections of the, uh, of the, um, pipes under the, under toad town. No, not quite. I think, I think to get the, um, the final sections, you need to get the double jump still. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're not there just yet. Um, and then I think that you might need to, there's a, uh, wood or a spiny area where you need a lack mm. of luster. Okay. Um, for but the uh, it almost does, mm-hmm. and uh, it also just you just do one more damage with that. So if you've been piling on badges like mm-hmm. I have, your hammer is doing a lot of damage. Yeah. For him. Yeah. Um. So there are some uh, puzzles where you're pushing blocks into lava so they'll float and make uh make like bridgeways, but that's about that's about the extent of it. Um. In yeah. terms of solving things, there's a wonderful uh, kind of reprise of the opening of Raiders. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where you uh where you free a boulder to uh to to blow open this uh. Um, blocked way at the end and uh, Colorado uh, gets bowled over and says ah barely nicked me old boy oh my poor shell ow <laughs> he, he's a piece of shit but his dialogue is funny yep. and he's just, he just constantly keeps getting like mortally wounded <laughs> and just, it just keeps happening um, you get to, eventually you get to the boss of this which is I think really hard mm-hmm. um, which is this giant uh, lava flavored prana plant mm-hmm. and this is also the um the area I want to say is this where it unlocks the ultra power ups, because yeah. if you have yeah, because if you have the ultra power up for sushi, it's really good. It gives you a tidal wave that does water damage to every enemy. Yeah, and you um, want to do that here because the the gigantic piranha has uh, has buds uh, growing yeah. off of them, which uh, kind of aid in his attack power. They're dank, <laughs> and the uh, and but he's he's really really hard. He respawns those, and he just does these fire attacks that I found very difficult to time the the active defense on mm-hmm. um i beat this like it was a real like by a hair like i was out of all healing sarnergy and healing items and like you know was going to die in one more attack and managed to beat him mm-hmm. like it was i barely made this yeah when i fought him and they definitely if you if you i don't know if it's any longer than other boss fights but the fact that he descends into the into the lava halfway through makes you think that oh i'm done but then he comes out and he's super powered yeah it's a mm-hmm. it's a very long long boss fight mm-hmm. um yeah yeah um, and then colorado of course claims credit for it yeah because <laughs> again piece of shit yeah um you rescue uh the pink star um miss star mm-hmm. um and she is she the one who gives you smooch yeah she is the one yeah, who gives you smooch. Small. 
Yeah. yeah. She, Smooch is a heal, a powerful healing star thing. <laughs> and uh, she's one of the few who doesn't just kind of like run off. She actually helps you because killing, I guess was a, this was a load bearing flower. Yes. Um, the um, uh, volcano begins to erupt uh, before you're able to get a hold of the treasure uh, that's inside of it that Colorado is after. And she is like dragging you bodily out the, uh, out the chimney of this, uh, of this uh, volcano as uh, Colorado says, no, no, you fool. Yeah, exactly. He wants the, the treasure. It's, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. But eventually you fly out and the chest pops out too, which is nice, out of the, the top of this volcano. And then we get a peach interlude before we actually have a little bit more work to do mm-hmm. in Mount Lava Lava, but we get a peach interlude first. Yes. And this is this is my favorite one. <laughs> this is wonderful, I think. Yeah, this, um, <laughs> this is great because everything so far has been just exposition. You've overheard people um, uh, talking about the plans or, oh, no, where reports from the field say blah, blah, blah. I hope they don't go to next area. Um, there's a little bit of uh, flavor. You find a toad who's hiding in a closet, uh, but the real game comes when you stumble upon a couple of Koopa guards who are not angry at you for being out of your room because, hey, where are you going to go? You're practically in space. Instead, yeah. they're looking for a third in their trivia game. Their trivia game that, like, when they do it, an entire like trivia stage pops up, and one of them hosts it and everything. It's really cute. Yeah, it's kind um, of like a Quizmo, right? Because yeah. there's that uh, there's that one NPC who who I just imagine talking like Edwin. Yeah, he's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Like not because he talks like Edwin, but like he's terrifying because he's this like cosmic clown that like can come and go as he pleases. Starpeeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah so this this big flashy uh uh set comes down around you with these gigantic uh scoreboards uh behind mm-hmm. you and all of the questions it's kind of like going back and forth between stuff that you know that's an obvious answer and then asking questions about what the next area will be that you kind of have to intuit based on the fact that each question leads into the next yeah and there's there's one uh one question you can't answer correctly um, because it's the one that tells you where to go for the next area. Mm. Um, so you can't, I think it's like question seven or something like that. Somebody else buzzes in instantly mm. because it gives you the piece of information. <laughs> um, because all the rest of the stuff you could probably guess yeah. about flower fields. Um, so you get, uh, you get a, a participation prize and you get another power, uh, based on, or another prize based on how well you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing is you get this, uh, parasol, the sneaky parasol, <laughs> which allows you to assume other people's shapes. <laughs> and then they tell you not to sneak like we're going to give this to you to honor the spirit of the game but we really don't want you to use it yeah but they're but they're idiots well yeah and we're going to use that in the next one This is another crap chapter. I think that this one and the toy box ones are shitty chapters. Yes, and I then agree. the rest of it, I really like chapter seven, which we'll get mm-hmm. to. I think that's might be my favorite in the game, hmm. but not like I mean, I like the haunted stuff. But I think the dungeon is well designed. Like I like the puzzles in that one. Yeah, me too. Um, but this is this sucks. Yeah, this is like I was pretty demoralized at this point because I couldn't remember specifics from when I played it before, other than mm-hmm. just a vague feeling of goodwill. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, was that all for the first half of this game? And now. <laughs> It's average to garbage mm-hmm. for the rest of the time, you know, yeah. but it's, it's, it's not, this is just another dark spot. Mm-hmm. Um, appropriately enough, it's called dark days and flower fields. Yeah. And it and starts it off dark. as fucking horse shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, you get popped out, um, into the, uh, into the, uh, uh, lava thing first, which is fine. Um, and you need to plant all the ball bulb seeds. 
Yes. To uh, to do this. So there's another little bit, but we'll get to that in a second. I want to talk about the horseshit part. <laughs> horseshit part, because then we'll talk about a good thing. Mm-hmm. So if you've been collecting these, there's an NPC in town who like wants all these ball ball mm-hmm. seeds. Yeah, her name um, is Minty, and she is yeah. like just south of the Toad House in, uh, in Toad Town. If you've been collecting them and finding these hidden things the whole time, you just have to go find one in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I luckily I had this time because I knew from my first time in which I had missed one mm-hmm. and didn't remember where I had missed one. <laughs> and that way, that sucks <laughs> because you have to check them all. And like, even with the pipes below the sewer, backtracking is still a pain in the dick. Yeah. Like, it's still not very fun. And that's not something we talked about in the generalities. Like, as we're starting to get more like sweeping and trying to cross the world, like there is no world map to this game. Yeah. Anybody who's listened this far has probably played it or watched it enough to know um, that fast travel is not nearly expansive enough. It feels like to kind of like brook this uh, this level of uh, of kind of world trotting that you have to do. Well, the, and and you have to do that world trotting so rarely is the thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's if they if you had to do the world trotting all the time, it would be like a like almost like a nail in the coffin. Like it would be mm-hmm. so frustrating. Um, but luckily, you don't have to very often. Mm-hmm. So when you do, it just feels really bad. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's what happens with this. So you have to go back and you may have to go back and, and backtrack yeah. to get a bunch of, of different uh, uh, seeds. <laughs> including, or you just have to go back to the, the jungle. Yeah. Including one in the forever forest, too, which. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, to get into the middle. Uh, but to get the one that's in uh, that's that's on uh, Hot Hot Island or whatever that is, Lava Lava, Lava Island, you have to uh, um, go into the jungle to find the, the, the treasure chest that was blown out of the of the volcano. And then make a trade with Colorado for the seed that you Yeah. Made. Yeah. Um, at some point here, um, is this where he, is this where Junior Trupa uh, follows you back to the dock? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. He, uh, <laughs> you, you get, you go back, you ride on the whale and uh, Junior Trupa shows up and he's, well, he's like, <laughs> you saw him swim towards Lava Lava Island and then yeah, you saw him you swimming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and so he swims back and he's, you know, he does this whole like, this isn't even my final form, but before he fights, a little HP meter pops up and drains the half <laughs> because he's so tired. Yep. And then when you beat him, it's just like a regular kind of attack at, or regular fight. He has a spike on his head, which means he can't jump on him, which isn't that big of a problem, really, because he's not really flying, I don't think. Well, no, he is, he is flying. Oh, he is flying. So this, yeah. yeah, this is his this is his final form where like. He is protected against all your standard attacks, and you have to use, um, like, a power block or a hammer will knock him down out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can use your hammer or use companion attacks. Yeah. Um, which, like, mm-hmm. that's the nice thing about Watt is Watt is never hurt by anything. So Watt can go zap something even if it's on fire or mm-hmm. has a spike on it. Nice. So. But, yeah, uh, so you defeat him, and he says, you know what? I probably should have remembered that I can fly instead of swimming. <laughs> yeah, I have wings. <laughs> I made a big deal about having the wings a couple of chapters ago. Yep, yep, yep. Hmm. But but yeah, you plant all these bulbs and you go into uh, flower fields, which is pretty much the same problem as uh, as the uh, as as the toy box, which is this is one gigantic area that's a little bit like hub and spokey, and it is entirely FedEx quests throughout. I find it more annoying than toy box, Mm -hmm. um, just because the enemies are harder. And just even remembering which spoke was what, like the toy box one at least had colors to know, like, okay, I have to go back here Mm -hmm. or I have the town. Like I have to go back to town. I know where this guy is because it's my town. This was just, there's six different spokes and just remembering which one was what. I just spent a lot of time backtracking. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I saw how crazy this was. Like I saw, okay, there are six branches off of this. I looked at a guide. 
because I was nothing, like, yeah, nothing wrong. With I, that. I'm just, not, I'm not going to walk back and forth between all of these. And when you see how much you have to, you're not just kind of like going. So like, I know I've already been on the East one. I know I've been already been on the West one. It's not just a process of elimination. You have to remember which flower is at the end of each of these spokes and what they're going to give you. Well, sometimes at the end, sometimes not even at the end, sometimes you make your way partway down a spoke, get a thing to go partway down another spoke, mm-hmm. which allows you to go all the way down the first spoke, <laughs> which allows you to go part way down a third spoke. Like, it is just really tedious. Mm-hmm. Um, and the enemies here are kind of bullshit. Like, there are these bees that I never figured out how to get the drop on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they often got the drop on me. They just do this quick dive bomb. Mm-hmm. And they're just really fast. Like, you can't jump on them. So I just kept getting, like, I was got hurt a lot every time you want to heal there's no healing here you have to actually talk to this big idiot tree uh <laughs> in order to go back to toad town to heal which is like in one way it's right there but it is just like an extra step yeah to heal like that should have just been something in the hub like a bed of flowers or something yeah so it's a bummer yep a little bit um i like the theming of this area at least like the talking plant people like that's kind of cool and they're, um, they're cute those little mm-hmm. those little daisy guys are cute yeah um, but yeah, I also feel like there are too too many enemies, actually. As yeah, well. it's a little dense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's just confused too. Like you're just like you have to go through. You have to do a lot of FedEx stuff in order to get all the parts of the seed to go up to go to the sky. There's a weird part where you go to the sun. Um, <laughs> you get him, he's in a tower. Like it's essentially just going and satisfying these these flowers' needs. So rather than going in order of everything you do, let's just mm-hmm. talk about the three flowers and what they want. <laughs> yeah um so uh oh gosh let's see here petunia she's resting under a crystal tree um and mm-hmm. you have to uh you have to convince her to give you one of these uh to, to give you the magic bean uh because she is a uh she is a seed collector um mm-hmm. and she uh uh, this actually gets strangely melancholic because she tells you not to plant it because as long as a seed remains a seed, it will be forever free. Yeah, it never dies. Yeah, yeah. like it never. She's just an insane mother. Yeah, like it's like a motherhood trope of just like I won't let my babies grow up and push them off a <laughs> yeah. roof or something. Uh, <laughs> but it was just like strangely philosophical for a cartoon flower in a video yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Um and it's funny when you go back to her under the under the crystal tree, she uh um has to shake loose this uh this this crystal berry because Rose, she wants something that is prettier than herself in order to uh to to give you uh something that she's holding on to. And Petunia just shakes and the implication was that she farted the crystal berry off the tree. Yeah, yeah. She she uh blast ass onto <laughs> the tree which causes it to lose its grip on its precious it's like, seeds. oh my yeah <laughs> well well um yeah uh rose is the worst yeah i hate um, rose because yeah. her friend is dying yeah that's the thing right like there's this real like the scale here she wants to see something prettier than her mm-hmm. lily is slowly desiccating in the bottom of a dried out lake <laughs> yeah like rose mm-hmm. is holding onto this water stone because ooh, this is this is so gorgeous don't i look pretty holding it and that yeah. water stone is what is keeping her friend alive yeah your friend needs that to breathe <laughs> like you monster um, yeah Pretty, pretty, you know, pretty rough. But eventually, you you do you do all that stuff with lots of little things in, the, in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You get a bubble berry. Oh, there's oh shit. Like I forgot about the berry thing. Oh, where, like yeah. the, each each one has a guardian that only likes a certain color of berry. Yep. And the barriers are all the berries are on different paths too. So like, mm-hmm. and keep in mind, like your inventory in this game is ten. Mm-hmm. So just going through these things and getting the berries is taking up potentially six because they each tree drops two. And you don't know how many you need. Six of your inventory slots just mm-hmm. to do this FedEx shit. Yeah. Because typically quest items go in a different box, as they should. Mm-hmm. Um, but these berries don't count as quest items because you can use them in crafting. Yep. 
So, so yeah, that is incredibly frustrating. Uh, the one bright spot was the sun tower, actually, because that music is really good. It's also weird just go up to this tower and meet the sun. Um, yeah. But yeah, he essentially tells you you need to go destroy the unboss of this area. Yeah. Um, and kind of on your way, uh, this area is kind of like over, it's, it's overcast. There are all these clouds. And in Mario World, where there are clouds, there are Lakitus. Yep. And uh, one of one of Lord Huff and Puff's uh, lieutenants, Lord Huff and Puff being the crazy weather machine using guy who is dr- uh, choking out this uh the flower fields with his with his cloud generator which you have to destroy like it's a big weather machine um <laughs> uh spike shows up this lieutenant and um he fights you yes um and you beat him and it turns out he's not actually spike his name is lack of lester and he's like a cool 50s like 50s greaser guy well when he's spike he's a he's a 50s greaser yeah. guy when he's like he's lester really he's just got little glasses <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, he's a real cute cute little nerd uh-huh and his girlfriend shows up black alulu who's like please don't go baby um <laughs> it's pretty cute and his music like, underlines it she's like ann barger from bye bye birdie <laughs> yeah yeah it's very cute um I, i'm i'm pretty into it mm-hmm. uh, what's what's happened now though the way that I, as much as i really like the way they do the companion power-ups mm-hmm in this game, this is the first time where I saw kind of some problems with it, because at this point you found enough blue coins to power up all of your companions and several of them to superpowered. Mm-hmm. So when you get a new companion this late in the game and they're at base power, they're trash. And the yeah. same currency, the same coins give you superpower and ultra power. So yeah. if you found the blue coin before you found this guy mm-hmm. um, and used it, like there, there are two blue coins in this area. So you can get this guy up to ultra power. After you get him, I think you have access to one. Yeah. So you can get him up to the second tier, but it's still not very good. Like, there's just a huge problem where you have to use him to traverse the area. But if you get stuck in a battle, he does one damage and mm-hmm. is useless. So you have to you either have the badge that lets you switch out companions for free, which is really good, or you waste the turn every battle switching to somebody who, you know, is competent. Right. And it doesn't help that Lester, for as cool as, as, as he is, I think he's a Lakitu, right? Um, he's not really that great in combat, even when you max him up. Like, he is just kind of obsolete compared to some of the other the other people that you have, especially Watt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, again, useful for the boss mission, boss fight, but mm-hmm. he's not he's not the only use like the thing he can bring to that is not unique. Yeah. Um, and, and like his, his regular attack is super weird because you have to aim it with a crosshair. Yeah. Yeah, it took yeah. me a couple of times to figure that out mm-hmm. because it's... I was trying to aim it similar to the Yoshi's Island aiming thing that you do mm-hmm. for other ones. Yeah, and it's super uh, super finicky. Um, yeah. I've noticed. Uh, I would think I would think that I had it, but it would uh, it would whiff. The hitboxes are a little off. A little bit, yeah. So I didn't much care for lack of luster um, in terms of no. play, and just like like just it's not really that inspired what his ability is. Just okay, ride over these large areas where you would have been damaged otherwise. Yeah, it's entirely a, uh, a safety bit. Yep. It's a key. Um, so, yeah, he's kind of he kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so you head over to the machine. You smash the machine, mm-hmm. the weather machine that, that they have, um, and make a, a, you know, beanstalk up to the clouds mm-hmm. um, in order to fight the <laughs> you boss. You have to use the items in a very particular order, and they Which, yell yeah, at you if you don't. 
I got annoyed by that too. I was just like, God damn it. Like, let me get done with this. <laughs> yep. Um, there's, there's no, um, all the ones leading up to this, there was, there was like a heart box mm-hmm. right before the boss that filled up your health. Um, this one doesn't have that. Right. So just word to the wise, like this is a really tough boss and you need to go in at full strength. Mm-hmm. Um, which means like a kind of tedious trip back to toad town. Yeah. Um, but you end up getting to the boss eventually Lord Huff and Puff. Mm-hmm. Also, to defeat Lord Huff and Puff, you have to. It's it's very much encouraged that you find a badge that is kind of hidden in the cloud world on top of the uh, on top of the beanstalk. Uh, the it's a it's a badge that lets you charge your super jump. Yeah, yeah. So you just kind of charge, 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 and then you jump. And so with Lord Huff and Puff, what you need to do is you need to do a whole bunch of damage at once. Yeah, yeah. I did, I didn't end up actually doing that. Like that would have been. I probably would have had a better time of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but his gimmick encourages that because um, whenever he gets hit, if you do a multi-hit attack, which you don't want to do, he spawns a little cloudling for each time. Um, to kind of clean up this, uh, Lack of Lester has an attack that hits everybody at once. So you can knock his cloudlings down to two. Mm-hmm. But what that means um, is you spend so much fucking time tapping in this thing because Lack of Luster's... Uh, Lack of L- Ooh, Lack of Luster. There's a little, <laughs> little slip about this guy, this shithead. Um, his special <laughs> attack... You have to do the the bean flicking thing that we talked about last time, <laughs> yeah. and then a lot of Lord appropriately attacks, for this level. It's, I guess that's true. Um, the uh, and then Lord Huffenpuff's attacks to defend them, you have to tap. Mm-hmm. So you just spend this entire battle fucking tapping, mm-hmm. and it's it's infuriating. It's like, like it's, it's X Men like, Legends. Yeah, exactly. What am I doing? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, but you have to fast tap. Uh-huh. Like X Men Legends, you don't have to do that that often. You're just tapping because it's a beat 'em up. Mm-hmm. Like that's fine. This is like tap as fast as you can for the entire <laughs> boss fight. Like this is arm cramp tap. Yeah. Territory. And they're always going to get at least two hits off on you, and like that that like that third one is always like two or three taps. Like that's the margin that you have. Yeah. It felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. Like super bummer boss fight. Mm-hmm. So not too not too happy with that. I was I was glad for it to be over with. Yeah, I was so happy to say goodbye to Flower Fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this gets yeah. you Clavar, uh, who gives you the timeout power, which just lets you for, uh, gains you a couple of extra turns. Yeah, which again can be useful, but you probably want to spend those turns killing people instead. Mm-hmm. Um, Peach, you also end up doing a kind of a fetch quest. Yeah, the equivalent of a FedEx thing for this. So this chapter just pretty bad. <laughs> I think this is the worst chapter in the game. Yeah, I think it's worse than Shy Guy's uh, toy box. Um, but she, you essentially use the sky, the disguise power, to just go back and forth and disguise yourself as different people. Yeah. Um, so kind of the big gate is there is uh, there, there's somebody who's waiting for a shift change, uh, who's guarding the guarding the last door into kind of the inner sanctum, and so you mm-hmm. have to uh, go from the innermost part of the castle to the outermost part of the castle to to disguise yourself as a clubby. Yep. Yep. Um, and eventually, it lets you know um, that you have to go to the uh, the ice area, the shiver region. Mm-hmm. Um, which you, there's another little kind of annoying gate. You have to actually hear this from, uh, from Merlin mm-hmm. before it will open up Yep. for you, which is kind of obnoxious because he's just been there before. Like if you're stuck, come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't necessarily stuck. I went down to explore the sewer after the level, like I did every, after every level yeah. and, uh, found the gate, but it doesn't open until you actually talk to Merlin. Yeah. And then you just go, <laughs> you go there and then talking to Merlin just makes it interactable, which is, yeah. which is real dumb. Like That's if you can just like, Oh, have him release the seal or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Like, like a, it would, yeah. A mystical force seals this. And he, uh, yeah, I just really, really just a, a problem of theming, I guess, or signposting. I don't know. For sure. Yeah. The um and but this is it gives a, a main path reason to go through the sewer. Mm-hmm. Um you go through the sewer, you have to get the altar boots, which are your final 
boot upgrade and they actually allow you to double jump mm-hmm. not a useful way that helps you get to things but just allows you to jump higher yeah so you've uh-huh. seen some item boxes and bricks that you haven't been able to reach with a with a normal jump um mm-hmm. and so this just gives you a, a little extra goose to uh to get up and get those and this will this will let you kind of create a path of blocks using watt um to reveal these hidden blocks uh that gets you um to where you need to get to yeah and uh then you head into uh shiver city through the pipe and you come out in the in the sewers underneath shiver city and you notice something different right away in that everything is frozen over and this is kind of the uh the, the equivalent of ice cap town in uh, uh or icicle in in final fantasy 7 uh yeah. this is this is a town populated by penguins and it is winter all the time yeah i always like uh, i like ice levels mm-hmm. like Ellie Malois, Shiver City. <laughs> Go back and All listen. Points in between. I believe it was an extra episode that we did uh, for the SNES version of Shadowrun because that was around Christmas time. We did uh, kind of a discussion about our favorite ice levels in games. Yeah, somebody asked asked us mm-hmm. uh, that. I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, ice levels are great. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't like slipping around on ice, but I like the aesthetic yeah. quite a bit. Snow the, levels are great. And the ice mu- levels, yeah. <laughs> and the music is almost always is is almost always fantastic. Yeah. Um, so when you get here, um, everyone is talking about these mon- this monster that's on loose in the wild, and there's a mysterious stranger in town. You don't really know <laughs> what's going on. Um, so you kind of explore the village and uh, go to the mayor's house and talk to his wife, and she says, like, do-do-do-do-do, I'm about to give him some key- some tea. And you go in the back room, and he's dead. Yeah. And um, so in this extremely charming, light, child-oriented game, here is a penguin laying with X's over his eyes, and they make no bones about it. He is dead, dead, dead. He's been like, murdered. When you click on him, it's like he's not moving. Not like, <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, it's just dead silent, too. Like, there's yeah, no it, music. It's Mario coming to terms with death. <laughs> Like, he, he's never killed anything. It's all just, like, people just run away from him and stuff. And this is the first death he's actually ever seen. He's not moving. Why won't he wake up? <laughs> Come on. Quit playing around. Come I didn't on. mean to jump on him. I just, that, man, that would happen to Mario all the time where he, like, jumped on somebody and thought he got, like, a solid head hit but just, like, broke their neck. <laughs> and then just, like, well, I'm not kidding, man. I can't move. Isn't there a... I can't so the, feel anything from the neck down. There's like a there's like a flash game that's like it's like the it's called the trial or something like that where you're playing as Mario and it's a, it's like World One One of Mario and you jump on the first Goomba but then Mario like the sirens uh, flare up and Mario is arrested and oh, you have no, to go through that. you have to go through a trial you're put on trial for murdering a Goomba. Well, because I mean I I know now that they're chestnuts but when I was young I thought they were mushrooms as well and I was mm-hmm. like don't we like mushrooms yeah and also people are inside all these bricks what the fuck are you doing Super Mario <laughs> yeah. Brothers one no. like that's yeah, so weird the Mario versus is one of like the most purely good weird things that there is like all of its weirdness is charming to me yeah I'm look I'm looking up what uh what that uh let me let me see here why Mario is mental blah blah blah. Uh, of course, nothing comes up. I'll find that and I will put it in the show notes. But I really recommend you do that because it is a. I think it was something for a game jam, but uh, it was very funny to me. Yeah, I will definitely check that out. Yeah. Um. So essentially, you have to solve this mystery. The wife immediately throws you under the bus. <laughs> yeah, she's like, like uh, he was moving before you went back there. Like she says, she immediately flippers you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The uh, fingered. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, and you, she didn't invite you in, but she did. Um. It's this whole like it's a locked room murder case like it is it is a uh you know it's that kind of thing like you you were the only person who had access and you didn't do it mm-hmm. um there's a clue where he has a note in his hand that it says herringway 
which is the writer in town who does murder mysteries. Yes. So it, it kind of becomes one of those murders she wrote kind of things where mm-hmm. like she goes around committing all these murders, but uses them as the basis for her mysteries. <laughs> I don't think that's what actually happens in murder. She wrote, but I, I wish that was. I mean, it's a different interpretation. It's of it. Yeah, they they reveal that in the finale. It was just like a quick like like think, a saw montage where they showed her. Yeah, Jessica Fletcher just like slowly typing, and then when they pan back. Like the the hammers of the typewriter are just going into somebody's eye, yeah. unblinking eye. Yeah, <laughs> that's been affixed to her Cronenberg esque man <laughs> typewriter machine. Yeah, her her room is lined with jars of molars that she claimed from her victim. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> what did I say? Hmm. Yeah, I've, I've never seen an episode of Murder She Wrote. Murder I've done. Uh, <laughs> murder she do. And she yeah, murder, she murder is me. She do. <laughs> it's like it has the same uh, grammar as a Tyler Perry movie. Like mur- <laughs> she love me. Murder she do. <laughs> like, uh, oh, it just proves that we don't have to have any knowledge of something to make a goof about it. In true. fact, sometimes it helps. Elizabeth watches uh, Murder She Wrote. I've never watched it, but and she's it's the kind of thing where she likes it. But she and I was just like, oh, would I like it? Should I watch it? And she's like, no, mm-hmm. like I don't think you'd like it. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Uh, so so the, the constable, the guard from this town, who's wearing a, just an adorable little green hat. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, and Gary, all the toads are wearing earmuffs. It looks like Fargo. That's oh, so good. Like, yeah, it's really, really cute. The The constable with the hat reminded me of Fargo, mm-hmm. and the earmuffs are super cute. Like, this is goddamn adorable. Like, I, <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> but it's so, so grim. Like, everybody's, like, saying, oh, you monster. And you're, you are you know, they let you wander around because they know that you, you know, like, we control all the entrances and, ex- entrances and exits. So if you can find who really did it, we'll let you off the hook. And everybody's, yeah. like, doing just everything short of just, like, spitting on you and stomping on your feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, and they're penguins, and you're Mario. So it, it's very <laughs> funny to see this this dichotomy. Um, so essentially, you have to get into to Herringway's house to investigate. It's mm-hmm. empty, but you have to get into his attic through the storehouse roof. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you get the key to the storehouse by stomping on the ice. Uh, it's like yes. underneath where all the where all the penguins have been uh, have been ice skating. And if you try and get the, uh, get that before the murder, the guard will like kick you out of town. Yeah. Yep, he does not does not care for you. Yep. Um, so you, you find Herringway. Um, he says, "No, I like I didn't murder anybody. Let's go check it out." Mm-hmm. And you go there, and uh, he the the mayor was not dead. He's just unconscious. <laughs> I, I love the reveal because you know they're trying to do like the parlor scene in yeah, the foreground, yeah. and then you see the mayor just kind of like twitch, and he's yeah, twitching yeah, for the like for like five lines before he finally gets up. <laughs> Yeah, it's very funny. Um, <laughs> and it and, turns out it's the most adorable thing. He uh, he he was knocked unconscious as he tripped reaching for a present uh, for Herringway. And like the note was the tag from the gift. Yeah, because they're little besties. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's pretty great. This is this is my favorite off dungeon mm-hmm. area in the game. Like, this is pretty cute. Yeah. Um, so you go through a brief. So that opens up the, the actual area to get to the Crystal Palace where eventually we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to go through the Shiver Snowfield and the Starborn Valley before we can actually get to the dungeon, though. Yes. So there is a uh, there's a junior troop of fight here. He has followed you to the ends of the earth. And now he has magic, but he's not flying or spiky. And this actually is a bit of a reprieve. The yeah, mag- it's way easier. Yeah, like the magic is just another way for him to do about as much damage as he would have done uh, with melee. But he, yeah, he has no defenses. And mm-hmm. the magic is really predictable. It's very easy to actively defense. Yeah. Um, and then past him, as you're going into the Starborn Valley, there's a wonderful fight against this thing called Monstar, which, Gary, that's what the bad guys in Space Jam were called. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess that I guess that's true. <laughs> um, but this is like a it's like a spirit that's made up of a, it, he's he's like a, a a hole cut into space revealing like nebula behind him. Yeah. And all of his attacks do just one damage, but they're very visually impressive. It's a real Grant, Grant Morrison design. <laughs> um, but th- these are baby stars mm-hmm. that made this thing out after you defeat them. Um, it's not meant to be hard. It's just they're there to scare off Bowser's followers. Mm hmm. So you're going in, you're going to meet Merle here, who is another one of these wizard uh, creatures. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yep. And uh, he uh, he gives you an ancient artifact of this land, which is a scarf, which probably has something to do with that big lineup of snowmen you saw before. Nobody yes. knows what to do with these artifacts um, and begs you to uh, to uh, solve this problem, because without the uh, the star elders, uh, none of these baby stars who are kind of created in the Starburn Valley can rise into the sky and become real stars that fulfill wishes. Yes. Um, and then he gives you this little riddle where he says, uh, truth lies not only in the eyes, sometimes even walls may lie. And with strange eons, even death may die. <laughs> and the last line is real weird, but he gives you this little line from the Necronomicon <laughs> and tells you what you need to do to get past those snowmen. Yep. Um, yeah. so uh it doesn't explicitly say that you have to do this but uh the other artifact uh, is a bucket from the mayor of shiver city which uh, i guess they have these it's like the the keys to launch the nukes on the submarine well for sure like i, I was thinking about this and at first it just seems like a non sequitur or a joke but it actually makes sense we're like you show that you're like where is a sacred object for your city and he gives you a bucket and i was thinking about in a village made of snow mm-hmm. like a bucket is huge because you can build things out of it mm-hmm like you can use a bucket like a sandcastle thing. Yeah. And so I imagine like I was just thinking about their original little sto- snow huts and this being <laughs> this is like a little bonfire side chat. Thing, <laughs> but like the, the bucket being the original bucket they used to found Shiver City. Yeah. So. Well, you have to imagine like there, there, there's not an awful lot in the in the way of trees. So they might be above the timber line. Oh, yeah. So that like they, they probably had to uh, establish their civilization with these uh, kind of makeshift ice huts um, before they could really establish trade and get lumber in to make their quaint cottages. Yeah, and we'll be talking more about that in King of Dragon Pass in a couple of episodes. That's, yep. that's, that's more or less on track for that. So. <laughs> oh, um, man, lumber politics. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you uh, you can you get through the snowmen, mm-hmm. um, and you're still heading to the uh, the Crystal Palace here. Um, but you run into um, this this little, you know, you do, a, you do some more little bits. It's like a little pebble puzzle and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually the, the kind of important thing is this fake Cooper shows up. Yeah. Um, and this is, this is always, it's always timed right after a gate where you have to use the companion that's going to be, uh, um, um, duplicated. Yeah. And these are, these are fun. Um, where the, the, and it's just like, I'm the real Cooper. I'm the real Cooper. If you get it right, you hammer the correct one. Um, you get an advantage in the fight. If you do the the incorrect one, you get a disadvantage in the fight. But these are these introducing this enemies, these dupla ghosts. Mm Mm-hmm. That can uh, turn into your companions <laughs> and, the, and do during this next dungeon a lot. Yes. Oh my gosh! In a big, big, bad, bad way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, in order to get into the Crystal Palace, you have to go and find another one of Merle's um, ancestors uh, here, uh, who is guarding the frozen star. And they do that wonderful bit where he tells a story that is so long and boring that you fall asleep. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny too because they they underline it and they're just like you know you have to listen to the important parts of this like this is not you know they she really goes out of her way to tell you to listen and yeah. she falls asleep yeah and she says I'll give you the short version and then when you wake up she says did you get all that and he like shakes his head and, oh, yeah, okay good he says I'll have to tell you the long version later because you really lose a lot of the flavor yeah pretty funny yeah. Um, but this lets, this allows you to activate these stairs that get you into the Crystal Palace. Thank you.
so the Crystal Palace is badass. It's pretty cool, right? Like the, uh-huh. the this has a real theme to it. Mm-hmm. Like this has a uh, a consistent aesthetic where there's this mirror in the background. It has and a t- there's a turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all of the puzzles have to do with uh, whether this mirror is actually a mirror, things affecting the mirror world, affecting the real world, things like that. Like all the puzzles have this kind of theme behind them, and they all pretty much work. Mm-hmm. I think this is these are my favorite puzzles in the game. Yeah, there's some places where it breaks down, and I'll point those out as we kind of hit them. But uh, but yeah. by and large, like I, I had no recollection of this, um, so I might not have gotten to this point when I played it uh, back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, like when it when it makes the reveal that you're not looking at a mirror behind you, um, but actually some dupla ghost just kind of acting out what you're doing. Well, sometimes it's a mirror, sometimes it's not. Yeah, like that's the weird, that's the thing, and trying to figure that out, and you can actually see it. But you just need to know to look for it, and you don't mm-hmm. know until that reveal. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is this is great, um, and and again, like they, 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 this is one of the first areas where they really force you to change out your your uh, your companions. Right, there are places where Bombette has to come out, um, and when she blows up, a whole bunch of Bombettes fall down. Yep. Instead Which of is the cutest being... thing. Yep. And if you if you destroy all the other bombats you avoid the fight and real bombat gives you a kiss and says <laughs> if you had hit me with a hammer i would have blown you up or like like the phrasing is really violent yeah i would have like, blown you up the next time you slept yeah, yeah. <laughs> which like, is fucking psychotic yeah it's it's pretty that's pretty good um, it's, yeah next time you nap i have i took a picture of it if you hit me with that hammer mario I was going to bomb you the next time you napped. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, and you believe it because she's sassy. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> and you know what? I feel dumb because we talked about Bombette all that time. And it wasn't until uh, kind of like after we, reco- we recorded that I no- noticed that her fuse is actually a braid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Uh, oh, man. I, I cannot find any Bombette toys on the Internet, Gary. I haven't seen any either. I felt like I've seen um, on like an Etsy uh, pink bombs before, hmm. but they're not bombette. Yeah. Like they're just you know they're just a pink bomb. I just I, I need a pink bomb and I need a pink pet katamari like stat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cute. Hmm. But yeah, uh, there are a couple of other ones like you send Cooper into a hole and he comes back out, and usually determining which one is uh, is the imposter is just a matter of listening to them, and mm-hmm. you know, just the, the the text does a very good job of conveying that they're <laughs> that they are uh, bad uh, bad copies. Yeah, yeah, they just uh, you know they either they make mistakes or they mm-hmm. just uh, use slang that they wouldn't use otherwise. Yeah, things like that. It's not really relying on the characters like the characters aren't that well developed, but it's just relying on paying attention in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some things where, uh, uh, you have to, um, destroying uh, enemies in the foreground will make them disappear in the background Mm -hmm. or moving statues in the foreground will make them move in the background. Yeah. Uh, things like that. So pretty neat. And those are all kind of all the puzzles. We don't need to go puzzle by puzzle. No. Um, but they, they're all pretty good. And that's kind of the theme. There was one that I couldn't get a hold that, that I couldn't get a hold of actually, where there is an X on the ground in the fore, uh, in the foreground, um, in one of the areas. And then in the background, there is uh there's a little plank you can butt dive through. Um, mm-hmm. and butt diving through the one in the background actually makes a hole in the foreground. I did yeah. not understand that whatsoever because by that point I was I was disabused of the notion of there actually being like a like a mirror world connection between the two. It's some kind of magic. Yeah, it's the it same just, thing that like yeah, pushing pushing one statue pushes a, or like killing an enemy and one kills yeah. the other, like gets rid of it in the other gets rid of the statue of the enemy mm-hmm. and the other things like that. Yeah, it just it just didn't read to me like 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 that one does. Like oh, here's a red axe and then it disappears. I don't know. like I, I yeah. may I may have just been dense. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's it's just crystal magic. <laughs> like whenever something doesn't make sense, a crystal wizard did it. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. Um. So so you make your way through here eventually, and you get to the boss, the Crystal King, <laughs> um, who's hard, and he's very much like a square boss. Yeah, like Square Enix boss, because he he splits a little three little guys that have different roles. Mm-hmm. Um, out from him. Yeah. And uh, if you do, like, enough damage to one of them, he will just fire them at you like a gun. Yeah, which I get. it's a real risk-reward whether you do that or whether you, you know, allow him to do that or you uh, uh, let them let them have free reign, mm-hmm. you know. Um, another hard boss. Like, I think that this is yeah. a pretty, pretty rough boss as well. And it's also kind of funny because this is the first chapter where you haven't gotten a new companion. Yeah. And so yeah. it doesn't feel like it is kind of keyed toward any one person that you, you know, that you have with you. Yeah, you've you've unlocked all of the verbs mm-hmm. that are possible in the game. Yeah. Um, um, eventually, he starts uh, splitting into like a multiple images of himself, and it's pretty good to have. Uh, like Lackluster was good for that because his yeah. his attack everybody um, uh, spell was uh, uh, very low in FP compared to others. Yeah, that I saw. Yeah, and and you're just trying to hit everybody to to figure out which one's the mirror image and which yeah. one's not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so eventually you you uh, beat him and you rescue Kalmar. Um, who gives you the up and away power, which just clears the board, mm-hmm. um, but you don't get experience for it. Yeah. So it's a pretty shitty power. It's kind of like the, a couple of a couple of your companions, and they're ultra tier. They have an attack that's like remove one enemy from the field. But again, you could have just used that to take them off the field by, you know, by killing them. them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is what I'm here to do mm-hmm. in this Mario game. <laughs> I, I um, am to misbehave. And by misbehave, I mean murder you. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, the peach interlude here, there's not a whole lot going on to it. Like you would just kind of, uh, sneak out and you spy on Cammy, uh, telling Bowser that like, oh no, we're fucked. Cause all seven of the stars have been gathered. And then they tie peach up to prepare for the final, uh, the final battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, uh, uh, so, cause I mean, that's, again, we've done everything we need to do. So we're in the home stretch here. Mm-hmm. We can, we have some side quests to wrap up before we actually head to the battle. This is not a very side quest heavy game. No, which I appreciate. Me too. Uh, because the side quest would be really FedExy, I think. And mm-hmm. the ones that are there are very FedExy. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about um, uh, the old uh, old Coot Cooper, right. Koopa, or whatever. The old man who just does fe- fetch quests. Yeah. And that's entirely his thing. And like you get good rewards for them sometimes. Eventually. Yeah. But uh, usually they don't, he just gives uh, you one, he just gives you one gold. Yeah. And sometimes you get good things for him. It's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Like, because it just involves you traversing the entire world, which is not that fun. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, there's also uh, Luigi's Diary stuff, which isn't really a quest, but just like a nice little thing you can find after you get the uh, the ability to pound the ground. Um, yeah. And uh, you go down there. And this is a way to kind of get Luigi's version of the events that are happening as he's kind of hearing stuff secondhand and wishing he could have been on the adventure. Yeah, he's a little petulant yeah. about it. Um, which, is, which is kind of rough. Um, <laughs> there's the letters which you can have uh, where you get um which are there are chain deliveries and then there are also ones that you just find around and deliver to people Mm -hmm. Uh, if you do it all the time you get this thing called the lucky day badge um which makes enemies miss more frequently but is probably not worth your time yeah um i think a big disappointment and i forget we forgot to mention in the actual episode um is the dojo Mm -hmm. which um i cleared this when i first got to the village oh wow i I did through yeah just item 
huh. item, item, item. Um, clear this because I thought you would get something cool for it. No, you just get items that get different dialogue from people. Yeah, it's not that great. Mm-hmm. And I was really expecting something really rad because I was like, oh, I can fight this here. I must be able to beat it. Yeah. And if I do, I get something good. Well, the first handful are kind of easy because you're just fighting uh, Bruce and Jackie or whatever yeah. they are. Um, yeah. And uh, that's cool. Uh, but when you're actually fighting the master, that is some like not weapon level stuff, but like that's meant to that's like late game content. Yeah. For the time I fought him, he was Yeah, like he it was it was really hard. Mm-hmm. So um, that bummed me out. that I did that for nothing. Yeah. I mean, not for nothing. I mean, I got easter eggs but yeah um even worse than that is kent c koopa which i didn't find out about like i never encountered this but this is on pleasant path like after mm-hmm. chapter five he just kind of pops up and he's just a, a a big koopa who is really hard to fight except he intermittently falls asleep so you have to take advantage of that yeah i beat him too when he when he first appeared and again all i got was access to the the koopa zone mm-hmm. like because you run into colorado and he's like i can't get home there's this koopa blocking my way and i'm like okay I'm like I'll take care of that for you. <laughs> and uh, again, nothing but the satisfaction and experience points. Yeah. Of doing so. Did you mess around with the little oinks? Not really. No. No. I mean, the, the idea is just adorable. Like the, they're very, yeah, they're very cute. <laughs> they're egg, they're, uh, they're egg shaped pigs that hatch out of eggs. And it's like yeah. a gotcha pond machine. <laughs> when you think about it, it's weird that anything that hangs out of hatches out of an egg isn't shaped like an egg, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> Is the egg, like, I mean, is the shape defined by the thing that's growing inside it? Or does something, is there something about eggs that just lend themselves that shape? Because I always assumed it was the former. Like, something's growing and has this, like, kind of calcium shell around it, but, right? Because eggs grew... D- I don't know anything. Okay, Do so, eggs grow? Like, I, no, so so the, so the egg is the, it's, it's, it's like the ovum. It's like an actual cell that the chicken expels. And on the way out, it kind of has, like, it gathers the calcium. That's and, a, yeah, that's and, what I and, thought. And hardens when it gets out there. And that is like that is everything that the baby chick needs to like uh, what's inside of an egg is everything a baby chick chick needs to grow um from a single cell up to, you know, hatching out of it. And so so the egg itself does grow. I, I don't think that it does, actually. I think that like it so hard- the shell just solidifies when it's kind of like this goopy egg-shaped mass, right? As it as as it comes out, I think. Um, so so it has to be the egg shape has to be defined by what's inside the egg. No, I think the egg shape is God. People are just getting really angry. Well, at us. some people are like I, I <laughs> yeah. mentioned a lot of I I can I can imagine I, I, I can imagine I, the user that doesn't know this either. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think I think that the egg shape is actually defined by whatever is easiest to expel from the cloaca. Okay, because yeah, it's, yeah, it's shaped like a yeah. Yeah, and, you it's, know, it's, like, it's 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 shaped like in such a yeah, it's 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 like a bullet. It's like it's yeah. A, yeah, it's a bullet specifically designed to come out the ass of a chicken. Yeah, yeah. It's just like when it gains that that shape, it's just like what it's just interesting because it's such a singular <laughs> shape, you know. But I mean, like if you if you've ever seen like a like an egg hatch, like the chicken, it, it's he's got a little bit of room in there, and he starts big breaking out of it because he's running out of room inside. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think that like chicks were literally shaped like eggs until they hatched. Yeah. I thought like the their like survival goo that they had with them inside <laughs> there, like the whole kind of mess, mm-hmm. like a chicken and some slime, was <laughs> shaped <laughs> like an egg and shell formed around yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Gary, we should visit a farm sometime. <laughs> Be like a Kickstarter goal. Like, hey, educate us. <laughs> really I, I, I think I'm right from what I remember from like biology class and stuff, like from reading about like eggs are pretty cool because they're like just like technically one gigantic cell that has everything you need to be, you know, that go from like nothing to life. And that's why they're yeah. so nutritious. And that's why you should eat eggs all the time. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 
Hmm. Uh-huh. But anywho, so these ones don't have very much room inside the egg for their nutrition because they're shaped like an egg. <laughs> right. So their their lives are hell and they're malnourished and get all kinds of recessive genes. Yep. And there's only enough room for 10 of them in here. And on the 11th one, uh, the, 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 old... the 10th one eats the first one. <laughs> yep. So. And, then shit, and then shits out an item. This is a good way to get like uh, some like nice consumables. It was just more attention than I could sink into it as I was playing it for assignment. Yeah. And money. Like, you know, it costs money to buy these. These pigs aren't free. <laughs> So, they, they never are, Gary. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's true. <laughs> so anyway, so we had we had over to chapter eight, um, a star powered showdown. This is the final chapter in kind of the big mega dungeon. There's a funny bit where um, as you're flying up, you know, you go and talk to the people who are going to shoot you up there. They they do it, and I think it's a balloon. Um, so it's, like it's, like a, it's like a, a starship. It's it's yeah, kind it's like of a like a car, except for with a star on it. Yeah. Yeah, um, but there's all these people across the world wishing for success, and one of them just wants to eat shroom cakes. <laughs> I took a picture of that too, where he's just like, "God, I want to eat shroom cakes. Jeez, I wish I could eat some shroom cakes. I want some shroom cakes." Um, pretty cute. <laughs> it's like a real Homer Simpson kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, but uh, but uh, Eldstar's uh, uh, he has equipped you with the star beam, which you can use to uh, debuff any enemy in the game. Actually, not just Bowser. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, didn't, I only used it on. Uh, Bowser. That's the only time it calls for it. But interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're getting to Bowser's castle, which is the huge mega dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so you start out kind of on the exterior. You're clinging to the to you know to the very bottom of it, and this is kind of a three level dungeon where each level is guarded by this uh, sentient uh, stone Bowser gate. Yeah, yeah, and each floor actually has kind of some town am- amenities too. Mm-hmm. There's a prison cell where you can rest with some toads, and there's usually a shop as well where you can buy things at a markup but like they'll allow you to to resupply here mm-hmm. you don't have to go back to toad town yeah. which is nice and you haven't reached the point of no return that actually comes like much later so if yeah. you really hit a wall you can backtrack out yep and this is a good if you want to grind which you don't in this game <laughs> if you want to this is a good place to do it yeah um, the enemies give here give you a lot of stars mm-hmm. and this is about where i figured out to really start using watt even though it was frustrating because i did not have him i didn't have him up to ultra because i thought that he was going to be not as useful um, and so, but, but even still his ability to just bypass armor, like everything here has damage resistance. Yeah. Yeah. You fight a lot of armored creatures. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of a bummer. So, the, um, you go through the kind of bottom part where there's this lava section. You have to drain this lava in order to, uh, you know, make it across the thing, drain this lava to get to the next part. Um, you know, to get the switch, which cools off the llama, lava, lava, <laughs> cools off the llama. <laughs> Hello. The, uh, <laughs> what's up you cool cats yeah (laughs) which one of you wants to buy me some smokes yeah somebody needs to cool me yeah the uh that opens in this big dark basement yeah well well, you you, you find the gate after you go through the lava stuff and like you fall through a trap door it's like if you can get back up here then i'll let you through i guess yeah yeah Yeah. so you have to this is the this is really one of the first times that they require you to use watt uh to get through an area and this is this is relatively big um, yeah, that's huge. And there are dead ends and stuff, too. It's kind of a bummer. Like, I feel like they should have put an item in all of the dead ends, but they don't. No. no. Um, yeah, it's like it's the oubliette. <laughs> um, so you get you get uh, get past there. And, uh, you know, once you get back up, the gate will let you through. Yep. Because he, because he, he promised. Yep. He's honorable. Yeah. This is some labyrinth level stuff, actually. And totally. This gate always tells the truth. <laughs> um, so you move through, you get to a water puzzle, which is just a any. I mean, I've talked about water lowering and raising puzzles Ugh, in games. God, not my favorite thing. One of my one of my just least favorite. It's not terrible here, but you have no, to. Ra- I mean, it's simple enough because it's kind of a game for kids. So yeah. it's not 
but yeah. you yeah but you have to raise it all up and then you have to backtrack through it and then lower everything again yeah uh, to get the items that you need um also of note here you have more of these bullet bill cannons and there's just tons and tons of them yep yep and that gives you a lot of experience like you'll you'll get to the top of this tower with you know 70 stars <laughs> but uh because because i gained a lot of levels during this last level me too um this so, is uh, this is also yeah. where dry bones start showing up and this is this is nice that they're still throwing different things at you um mm-hmm. even up to the end because you want to make sure that the dry bones die last yeah otherwise uh after you kill somebody they will jump back up at full health yep which is a bummer mm-hmm. um pretty cool puzzle here this uh, trick statue <laughs> thing because I, I thought that was just like oh that's clever um yeah you, you keep having to go through these doors where you have to push a statue to the right you get to uh the final thing and the statue is already pushed over um, but you actually had to push over to the left, and it's, it's covering two passageways. Yep. And I just had this, like, I'm going to use that in a Dungeons & Dragons session. <laughs> like, that's going to be part of my dungeon at some point. It's just so clever. It's doing so yeah. much with so little. Yeah. Like, it's, just, it's yeah, training your expectation. Yep. Uh, Pretty so good. good. Um, um, the the Bowser Gate here, uh, it's like a quiz where it's forcing you to kind of keep track of how many enemies um uh how many enemies in which color and uh it gets pretty tricky too because it's like it's so hard like it's yeah. like a cnet game like mm-hmm. it, like did you ever play cnet like yes. the board game where it's like you're you're watching this clip about you know of like harry met sally or some shit and you just have no idea what they're asking to ask you and at the end they're just like what color was the mailbox mm-hmm. in the background and you're like, well, i don't fucking know like i was talking <laughs> i was watching the actors like yeah it's like that, and it's also uh, not colorblind friendly either. Yeah. Like, I can tell red and green apart in this game, but the one of the final puzzles, I ended up, I was uh, two strikes already because mm-hmm. of color shit, and then I got to the final one where they ask uh, what color shells the turtles are, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I can't, that color is not recognizable to me. It looks like a dark gray. Yeah. So I looked on, I looked up the answers online because I didn't want to fight the penalty boss because I can't see colors very well. Yeah. Um, so that bummed me out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the one that got me was they like they asked like which door did the shy guys go through yeah. or something like that because you know, know I was keeping track of numbers right like yeah. no, like numbers and colors and it was just it totally caught me off guard like my final question was uh, like how many arms did you just see and oh, yeah. it, it kind of like depended uh, it counted on you because like okay what's the definition of arm because I, I saw some goombas are those arms are those legs like what's the yeah. deal yeah yeah pretty pretty. Pretty rough mm-hmm. like 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 i found this frustrating and hard at the same time yeah this little quiz it's weird because like mario rpg did this too right yeah 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 something, something like this the thing too the penalty if you fail it is really harsh because you fight three anti-guys at once oh jesus yeah i looked it up online i didn't do it but like it's three anti-guys <laughs> so i don't know if like i i fought i fought the anti-guy like in chapter five uh, like maybe I would be powered up enough, but he still hits like a fucking Mack truck. Yeah, three of them is that's really intense. Three of them at once. Yeah, yeah. Good. You fight three, yeah, three anti guys. Good a team. God. Huh. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit Nuh-uh. much. Nah. Nah. Anywho. Uh, uh, the next area, a little bit of a bummer, too, uh, because you have to, uh, it's like a maze, right? This is uh, straight up uh, Mario 8 3 or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. where you well, have Mario, to. All, all the Mario 8. Yeah, like Mario, the fours. So eight, four, mm-hmm. you know, one, four, two, four. Yep. Any of the final levels in uh, Bowser's Castle and Mario one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So you have to, uh, so you have an option in each screen, uh, whether to take the upper path or the lower path. And if you choose incorrectly, you are dropped back at the beginning. And the frustrating thing is that you have to kind of finish out the path in mm-hmm. the, even in the Nintendo version, uh, or not the, in the Mario All-Stars version. Uh-huh. Um, it gives you like a, or, you know, ding, when mm-hmm. you get it right. And that's really useful. Yeah. Um, so it, it just signals to you right away and you can mm-hmm. 
kind of memorize it a yeah. bit better. But the cool thing is the path the path you're supposed to take is signposted outside the maze. Oh. If you go to that first, yeah, if you go in the vestibule of the maze, there are like uh, hieroglyphs on the wall. Oh wow! That are that are the pattern you need to go. It's like up, down, up, up, down, down, up. I think yeah. or something like that. Something like that. But uh, it shows them on the wall. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. That's usually yeah. the kind of thing I notice. Yeah. Neat. Yeah, would well, make fun of me for not knowing what an egg is. <laughs> and now you can notice the fucking hieroglyphs. So. <laughs> I wasn't making fun of you. <laughs> I know. I've got a, like, the uh, in the show notes for this. I just have eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I totally didn't draw the connection between between our egg fascination and that. Yeah, <laughs> eggs, eggs. Uh, anyway, so 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 you get through this, um, and there's a scene where the uh, there's a dupla ghost peach. Like so, it's like, oh, you know, there's no need for us to go. Just run out with me, and we'll be a okay. And you have to yeah. whack her with a hammer a couple times. Yeah, it's hard. You have to follow her out first, mm-hmm. um, where she doesn't follow you out of the room. But if you just try to hit, if you're like, this is fishy, and try to hit her with a hammer, she goes, why would you do this to me? <laughs> and it's like, oh, geez, I'm, I'm mm. sorry. Like, I don't feel good about that. No. Mario just hitting Peach in the head with a hammer, like, mm. it's a little much. Um, but, I mean, it's a dupla ghost. Um, you get past them, and you think you're going to fight. Uh, the final gate calls the Cooper Bros. <laughs> These guys are back. We have a brand it. new technique. Like, this is straight Ginyu Force stuff. Like, yep. we're going we're gonna to destroy you. Yep. But then, and then Cooper, uh, Junior Cooper shows up for his final battle. Yeah. And, uh, and, and cycles through his different forms. And, uh, there's a really funny little bit with the gate here after this. <laughs> yeah. This is a fun fight. Like, it, it's a, it's a grand tour of all the times you fought this little scrappy guy. And you feel bad for him because he's come so far. Yeah. I like this guy. But in the end, it didn't really matter. No, exactly. In the end, he does nothing. Have you ever seen, um, I was talking about this with some other friends. I watched a movie for class. Have you ever seen the movie Big Man Japan, Cole? No, I have not. Um, you should watch it. I think you'll like it. Mm-hmm. It is a faux documentary about, um, it seems like it's really dry. This guy works for the government. You don't really know what he does. Mm-hmm. And it turns out what he does is when giant monsters attack Tokyo, if they electrify him enough, he becomes big man Japan, <laughs> which is just like a big guy without a shirt and a, and a stick that walks around <laughs> and hits these monsters. Nice. Google the monster designs at some point. They're really creepy and they have human faces. <laughs> They're really, really eerie. And the movie is really like that good mix of sad and funny. Hmm. Um, but it ends with like these Power Rangers guys show up and they're doing their final beam attack. And the beam is coming out because they have their hands all together. Mm-hmm. And Big Man Japan puts his hand down and the beam still goes and he experiments and tries to take it off. And then he's like, I'm not actually having any effect on the world. Oh, and it's like shit. it shows up in subtitles. And it's like just like super sad. Uh-huh. Where like they're doing this beam attack and whenever he puts his hand on it, it doesn't do anything. Wow, these um, designs are super bizarre. Yeah, it's 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 a good movie. Like I I was pretty into it. Huh. Um but yeah, that's that's what this reminds me of. Like <laughs> Junior Koopa. Like he's just, you know, he's trying. Mm-hmm. He just chose the wrong happen. nemesis. Yeah. Hmm. Can't fight Mario. <laughs> yeah. But um so the gates condition for you passing was you need to defeat the Cooper brothers. And yes. so, you know, they're, they're, they're charging up their attack and Junior Trooper comes in and kills them and you kill Junior Trooper. And this puts the gate into a quandary like he does. He he all but invokes the uh, <laughs> the transitive property. Well, says, he does. He says, like, yeah, he, he does invoke it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, if, 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 if he killed them and you killed him, then you killed them. So I have to let you through, I guess. Yeah, there's nothing. Doors. There's nothing in the rules that says Airbud can't yeah. defeat Junior Troopa. Yeah. Um. So now we're we're at the final showdown here. Yeah. This um, is Peach's castle, and this is like a moment of peace and reprieve. Yep. Yeah, it's actually empty. Um. On your way, 
And uh, you get to fight Bowser here up on the roof of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's a you know fairly tough fight, but whenever he powers up to become invincible, you just smack him with a star rod. Yeah. So just a way of chewing up one of your turns. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't really um, matter so much right now because after a certain amount of time, I don't know if it's a t- uh, turns or if it's pinned to damage, he will um, escape and go you know go out to the top of the roof. Yep. So you follow him there. <laughs> and uh, at this point, um, he has powered up even further. Cami yeah. Koopa does it, which is like, why didn't she do that before? <laughs> she, um, she, she, she has used a device on this massive floating platform to uh, kind of neutralize the effects of the uh, of the star beam um, yeah. on the star rod. So they think that you, you know, they, they've, you know, they've got you trumped. Yeah. Um, but then uh, so, so you fight him. The star rod doesn't work. Um, you think you're going to die. But Twink actually frees Peach and. uh Peach actually gets to fight Cammy with Twink. Mm-hmm. And it's a cool inversion. Like, it's the same setup we had before. We're controlling Twink and Peach is our companion. Mm-hmm. And uh, Peach can only power up Twink by wishing because he's a star. Mm-hmm. So Twink has to defeat Cammy, which is which is pretty cool. He gets his, his attack goes up. His defense goes up. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, um, when he has a star power, he uh, gives you the power to where you can take away. He gives you the Peach Rod. As opposed to <laughs> the, peach beam. This new, the peach beam. Yeah. So you can get rid of this, uh, this new power of Bowser's. Yes. So now you are on equal footing and uh, this gets you into a fight with a, with a boss that has 99 HP and will heal 30 at a time. It's a tough boss fight. Yeah. This final, uh, you know, you're going to use all your items. It's all the stops mm-hmm. at this point. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not in undoable. Yeah. Um, I found I ended up doing just damage, um, badges and usually for bosses, you can get rid of things like the, the quake and everything. Yeah. So I did damage and then a uh, quick change and then two of the focus up badges. Mm-hmm. So if I needed to grind focus for healing, I could do it relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so those stack. Yeah. Um, which is um, useful. Yeah. I ended up uh, doing the charge, like a uh, charge jumping. Um, and mm. It gets pretty hard because um, he will just stomp and stomp on you and take away one of your abilities for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so any strategy that you have, you have to have a backup because uh, one of those can be one of your actions can be taken away. Yeah, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, you can again. I never had a grind in this game. Like you can, you can beat this guy just by. Yeah. fighting the enemies there in your way once this is one of the only bosses that i had to try two times because i just i just ran out of resources and i was not able to uh to outpace his healing yeah i, I had to fight the cloud boss twice mm. because i didn't think to heal beforehand i kept looking for um a healing thing oh yeah and then i just stumbled on him and mm. he attacked me he kind of got me out of nowhere yeah but I, I i first tried this guy um but it was another real photo finish kind of thing too yeah but it feels good um <laughs> they, they, they really hold to the small numbers thing um, oh yeah 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 well i love that they, they hold to a small numbers thing and then that makes the emboss has 99 hit points seem gargantuan <laughs> yeah and the fact that he like when you when you see that heal uh take up 30 um just yeah. kind of like oh my gosh like that's that's all the damage i did in the fast in the past five rounds yep and that's the stock number that potions heal in you know in final fantasy one <laughs> yeah the regular potion that you find in the first dungeon yeah exactly so yeah. pretty cool um so after you defeat him um, the power device that you have uh, makes the castle explode, yeah. and uh, the stars rescue you and safely lower you. They don't rescue Bowser; <laughs> he just flies off and gets hurt. And Twink gets to be a real star. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, are you, well, what's going to happen? Are you going to stick around? Our best friend's like, no, actually, I need to go fulfill my destiny and you know, fill, you know, grant wishes for people. Which is it's like a my name is Earl kind of thing. 
What? Um, it's like my name is Earl kind of thing. Like he's just going off and just doing things for people. What's, what's this have to do with Scientology? Uh, very little. Okay. Um, I don't actually know. I don't know. I haven't seen that Scientology movie. <laughs> no, um, I have. I, 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 yeah, he, he dedicates ahead. his life to doing things. Yeah. So he, he, he's off to wander the world doing doing good deeds to earn his place yeah. in the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's a real happy ending. And you get kind of this whole big epilogue where you find out that, uh, again, this is edifice within edifice. It's not only a storybook. It's not only a play. This is also a story that is being told to, to Luigi <laughs> <laughs> as he just like, sits there and seethes man that's yeah. a, mm, that Further ice town sounds cool <laughs> luigi um yeah and uh at the very end uh Paracary delivers invitations you your com- from princess peach to all your companions and you can go through toe down a little bit and uh, everybody has new dialogue and stuff mm-hmm. and go to this party that peach is having and talk to all your friends and kind of emissaries from the different lands mm-hmm. uh, it's very cute yeah. And uh, just like Mario RPG, the credit sequence takes place over a uh, a very entertaining parade of all the places and people and things that you've seen. Yeah, it's glorious and colorful <laughs> and, and pretty. I really like it. My favorite detail is at the very end, uh, you find uh, like the <laughs> the Koopa King. He's been stuck upside down in this tree the whole time. <laughs> uh, uh, pretty good. And, that, and that's Paper Mario. That is Paper Mario. This is this has been delightful. So this has been a, a shorter um, series of episodes for um, our JRPG. We talked about that a little bit um, at the end of uh, the, the previous episode. Um, but I think this has been a good breather. Um, we were talking about like maybe not even doing one this year, you know, just just in terms of like JRPG fatigue. And this is this is kind of the tonic that I needed. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminded me of things that I like about the genre. Mm-hmm. Because it just, it's so painless, right? Like, it's just, it's quick. Um, not so quick as to, like, not, I mean, it's, like, the same length as, like, like Chrono Trigger or something like that. Maybe a little bit shorter. Yeah, like, I put about, like, 25 hours into it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is really breezy for this type of game. But it just, it has so many ease of use considerations. Mm-hmm. And all those things we talked about in the first part where it's, like, you're just always engaged. Mm-hmm. You know, and disengagement is, like, is the the enemy of, of JRPGs. Like, that is what... That's the thing, my least favorite thing about the genre is just the endless random battles where you're just tapping to get through it. Um, yep. You know, and I play them like I like, you know, as much as it doesn't seem like it, it's like I do like the genre and mm-hmm. their series who I, I love very much. And it's in spite of that. Yep. And this game, there's just less spite, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just more good and less bad. Yeah. Um, and that's what was so good. And it's also like, I have that, I have a Pavlovian kid response to Mario stuff. Yeah. Like, I love Mario and, and that was the, the video game icon I grew up with. And like, you know, my first like video games uh, that I had on my own that weren't like family Atari things mm-hmm. were all were all Mario. Like I respond to that iconography. And this is kind of like um, Chocobo Dungeon in that it is just kind of like a, a revisiting of all that iconography, mm-hmm. you know, and that just feels good to see and hear. Playing this game makes me feel like I did when I was like six years old and I got the uh, the Super Mario 3 toy from a McDonald's Happy Meal. Yeah, the little, little spring. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, little, the, the little spring Goomba. And like that was just yeah. so delightful. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a toy from my favorite thing. And just, you know, here, you know, 21 years later, 
still <laughs> feeling that exact same way or you know being reminded of that feeling at the very least like there, there there is so much to be said for the theming and as much as i you know still will go to bat for super mario rpg i have to agree that this is such a better use of of, of this of these characters in this world yeah, it just there's just less noise. Mm-hmm. Like Super Mario RPG, like despite the fact that I find it really ugly, um, or aside from the fact, mm-hmm. like just adds a lot of like the things they add feel more incongruous. Like the star stuff that's added here and the little wizard guys, like stars and wizards. That's a that's a Mario thing, you know. The weapon smith and boss and yeah. animate Pinocchio with machine guns for arms mm-hmm. thing felt like another company trying to understand what was special about Mario. Yeah. Because that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a you Final know? Fantasy game. Yeah, exactly. Like, trying to get... And this is... It doesn't it's, feel like that. It feels like, oh, these people know what is good about this and what's charming about it. It's kind of weird, right? Because doesn't Super Mario uh, Super Mario RPG kind of presage uh, Kingdom Hearts a bit? Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like just that like, kind of yeah, crossover I, appeal, like not not as not as explicitly, but like Square, it was very much a Square game that had like the trappings over top of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like that makes sense with how little regard I give to Kingdom Hearts as well, <laughs> um, which is which is very little. <laughs> like I, I don't think those games are very good. Um, you know, all, all due respect to people who do. Like mm-hmm. I don't. You know, I, I have some of my best friends like uh, like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> um, but but it is a uh, uh, that square applying their square like squareness is a thing i want to go to square for mm-hmm. right like squareness is a thing yep. and and it is it is there's a certain kind of aesthetic that is so very very singularly square um <laughs> and i just want to know that i'm getting into it and i want it pure and unadulterated when i get it yeah you know i there's a place for it like i mm-hmm. like those designs like i like i can get into that stuff at least for a while for a long time you know mm-hmm. Like fully two thirds of the Final Fantasy series, like I'm way into the designs. Yeah, like you know, I thought like Orok looked or uh, Oron looked really awesome in Final mm-hmm. Fantasy X. Yeah, I was into it, you know. Um, so I'm into those designs. I'm into that squareness. But like, just having a Trojan horse into me feels bad. Yeah, um, I don't like that as much. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, re- it is if if you're if you're listening to this and you're sick of our JRPGs and you used to like them, I think this this stands up and is worth a yeah. revisit. In a way that like even we've played better JRPGs for this show mm-hmm. many a time. Like Final Fantasy VI is a much better game. I think you could argue that Final Fantasy VII is a better game than this. Mm-hmm. Um, like just as far as scope and kind of uh, ambition and stuff. Yeah. But it just it's just easy and feels good. Mm-hmm. You know. And not like I can't. It's not like cookie clicker. It's not like it's not so shallow as to be meaningless. Yeah. It just really really respectful of, of yeah. the player it's 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 not a skinner box but there's just enough there to move you forward and it's showing you just enough new stuff to, to 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 really make you be excited that even if you hit one of those low points the pace of everything before the flower fields has made you think yeah. okay there's probably going to be something pretty cool waiting after this and, and like, that that or, lightness and that and and you know just kind of like everything is just kind of like weightless about it yeah, you know, we, like from the from the mechanics down to the storytelling, and I think that there's a place for that weightiness of storytelling, and I really enjoy it. Like, just listen to my effusive praise of you know any of the more kind of esoteric things that we've that we've discussed. But like, this is that like this is a palate cleanser in in so many ways that makes me kind of curious about the games that came after it. You know, like I've got Thousand Year Door, I'm never going to play it because I you know <laughs> I'm never going to retire. But yeah. But you know, like that's still there, and I'm I'm curious about it. The um, it's interesting to do this game so closely after Zone of the Enders, which was also very light and 
weightless, but the difference being almost entirely in tone. Mm -hmm. Like mechanically, that was really shallow and it was really breezy to play. It just took itself so seriously as to be disgusting, <laughs> you know, because to be this, this is like the most meta summer we've had for the show where we're like doing <laughs> games in response to games we've already done. Yeah. And there are like real world needs are bleeding into the games we're choosing for the show. <laughs> and like when you say that this is a, a palate cleanser, like I was saying it at the end of the Zone of the Enders thing where like I just I wanted to play a video game and needed this. <laughs> and then we're doing this and then Doom 2 right in a row. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome. <laughs> like it's like, oh, this is engaging me the entire time and feels like a video game. Like and it and it it's just like that's it it's just exactly what I needed. And that's mm -hmm. there's so much value to that, even if it doesn't actually say very much about the work itself. Mm -hmm. It says more about, you know, my condition going into it. Yeah. Um, there's still a lot of value to it. But I mean, like, there's always going to be those innate comparisons, right? Where we're, we're going to stack this up, whether it's the soundtrack yeah. or anything else to, you know, the, like the stuff that's around it. You know, like, I think that that is that is fair, like to, you know, to compare this to other examples of, you know, stuff that was in the context. And I think of all the summer uh, JRPGs we've done, we've we've been fairly good about varying it up. Yeah. You know, between Earthbound, Final Fantasy VII, Suikoden and 2 and this, like those yeah. are different games from different traditions. Yeah, which which makes sense. Like it it doesn't uh it wouldn't make sense for this show to do it's same thing with adventure games, right? Like yep. we have to we have to vary that up as well. Um and and I think we've been done a good job of that. Um and the nice thing about this genre is there are still some things out there. Like this feels different than and you can say that this is a good thing about it, is that it feels so different in a way that we needed from any of those other things like in a big, bad way. And there's yeah. still things out there, right? Like Dragon Quest feel different than Final Fantasies mm -hmm. and Personas feel different than those. And yeah. then there are weirdo outliers and stuff. <laughs> like there's a, there's lots more to explore in the genre. It's yeah. just like, it was nice to find the perfect expression of that genre for this place and time. Yeah, like, like, like for this moment for us. And uh, just back to that Zone of the Enders comparison, like Zone of the Enders took itself so seriously. And as an extension, like it was, it felt like it was taking up more of your mind than it deserved, actually. Yeah. Right? Like it just, it, it was, it was like eating packing peanuts or something like that. Whereas, whereas this was like eating popcorn. <laughs> yeah, it, it demanded attention, but didn't earn it. Yeah. You know, and uh, and this uh, says like, hey, if you want to pay attention, you can. <laughs> yeah. Let's just hang out. Like, yeah. Like 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 th th this <laughs> lets you approach it on its own terms and on your terms. And like you get something out of it because it is, you know, candy colored and light. Yeah. And and I and again, like this, this will this is such a interesting point to be between Zone of the Enders and Doom 2, because that's what I'm <laughs> experiencing with Doom 2 right, Doom 2 right now is that uh, Doom Tomb. <laughs> that's what I'm experiencing with Doom 2 right now is like. <laughs> I'm approaching it on its terms and it's really working for me. Mm -hmm. And it just, what it demands of me is something I'm really willing to give. Yeah. Um, which is pretty great. So yeah. yeah, so we like this. We do. And like, yeah. it's super easy to get a hold of. Like if you have a yeah. Wii or a Wii U, like it is $10 away. Yeah. Which sounds like a lot of money, but it's not. And <laughs> is worth it. Cause it's a real good game. Yeah. Um, just sounds like a lot of money by virtual console prices. Mm -hmm. Um, as I mentioned, we are doing doom two next. Mm -hmm. Um, if you have thoughts about doom two, you can still hit us up. Yep. Uh, what are uh, we doing after Doom Two? Well, Doom Two that that just got released on GOG actually, so you have another opportunity oh, yeah. uh, option to play that um, along with Steam. And then there, if you have a uh, an Xbox 360 or PS3, uh, you can play it uh, using your controller. Uh, but more importantly, on a screen that you're not sitting 18 inches away from. So if you're like me and you get motion sick, that might be an option for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's lots of different ways to play Doom, and we're we're both playing. I'm doing. Uh, on Steam, but not with the old controls. So I'm doing WASD and arrow keys mm -hmm. to uh, to move around and aim. Um, 
So and control to fire. So that's that's what I'm doing for it. So it's closer to the classic way of doing it. And Cole's mm-hmm. playing on a controller. So we'll talk yep. a little bit about the, how those things interact. Do you know if the the, the version you're playing has a, a mouse look? Like uh, a vertical mouse look? It does not have vertical mouse look, no. The, yeah. the, the, the right yeah. stick just does left and right. That's good. Because that the uh, there are source ports and things that change that. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes such a big difference. Yeah. Um, having having vertical mouse look, yeah. we would not really be playing the same game in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah. Also, also that is easier on my wrist to play with a controller <laughs> than than, oh, sure. than being on a, being on the arrow keys. So. Sure. Yep. So it it, it it is a game that lets you kind of approach it the way you need to. So that's good. Yep. Um, yeah. So after Doom Two, uh, we are doing the King of Dragon Pass, uh, which is available um, either on GOG in its original form or in a slightly enhanced form on iOS and Steam. Yeah, and we're playing the enhanced form um, of it. I we did a little bit of research, and it looks like it's blessed by the creators mm-hmm. and just add some extra content yeah. um, that they they would have wanted there. So, yep, I would like to thank the people on our Slack channel for helping me figure out that the uh, that the iOS version and the Steam version are the same. Yeah, so that one we are playing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, we are playing Blaster Master mm-hmm. for the NES. Um, I'm excited about that. It's one of the earlier successful attempts at a Metroidvania, and uh, real fantastic music yeah. and. Uh, real nice looking game yeah um and then we have a lot like the like the rest of the year kind of planned out uh we have to because of the events and stuff coming up but um mm-hmm. there's a poll happening pretty soon yeah 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 so you should get in on that and the way you do it is by and we mentioned the slack channel um mm-hmm. getting in on our patreon if you go to patreon.com forward slash duck tv uh you can kick us any amount of money per month and get access to the poll Mm-hmm. And kick us two dollars a month and get access to the Slack channel, which is essentially, if you don't know what Slack is, it's a chat room mm-hmm. um, for the network and for people who are do shows in the network and people who like the network to talk. And it is active mm-hmm. and vibrant. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, I'm creating little channels and rooms for people uh, for different kind of games. So we have a Hearthstone channel for people to talk about that. I made one for Metal Gear Solid Five, the Phantom, uh, the Phantom Pain, uh, mm-hmm. for you know for that right there. So it's uh, it's it is a great place to uh, kind of keep in touch. And uh, it's been just kind of a super positive kind of addition uh, to the network and to my day to day existence uh, over the past month. Yeah, thank you for making a Hearthstone channel, so <laughs> yeah. I don't have to have bewildering nonsense every time I open up Slack. Yep. <laughs> like, um, yep. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just in terms of other things that you can do, should we tell them about the? Uh, uh, I guess we're going to wait a little bit on the live shows. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we'll do it next episode. Yeah, next will be when we start really hitting those. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yep. Uh, uh, iTunes ratings and reviews uh, have been really uh, uh, good. We've had some. Uh, we've, we've had some nice things uh, in there mm-hmm. recently. We want to keep that going because uh, whenever we get a review, we pop up on the rankings, uh, and that you know, <laughs> as hard as it is, as hard as it is to believe, there is a correlation between that and listenership. So yeah, um, it's a it's a fantastic way to help us out if Patreon is not an option for you. Anything you can do to help us is not trivial. Mm-hmm. So you are you are not Big Man Japan at the end of the movie. You are, <laughs> yeah. even, you know, just even just tweeting about it, things like that help. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate yeah, that for sure. Um, yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. Uh, what should they watch out for, Cole? Uh, never, never pay more than twenty dollars for a computer game, and never spend more than thirty hours on a JRPG. Good night.
and this uh, carries us. Oh wow, there's a moth on my arm. Okay. Oh. <laughs> there's a moth on my arm, and it's ready to harm. And I. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll retake that. That was weird. Okay. Uh, 